Chuckity chuck chuck. Oh, little Scottish boy, little where chuck. do you go at night? To the Scottish <laughs> store. There's this guy that I found on Instagram who does David Bowie impressions, <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's like every uh, every nineteen uh, every David Bowie song in 1972, and he's just like ad libbing, and he's like, "Oh, little Scottish boy, <laughs> where do you go at night?" <laughs> Oh my god. And he like couldn't keep a straight face while he was saying it. Yeah. Well, anyways. Hello everyone. This Hello. is this is the Podwood Forecast. How are you guys? Pretty good. Just like Dora the Explorer, we just like wait. Like, how are you? We don't say anything <laughs> until we hear someone audibly say we're doing well. <laughs> we'll just be here forever and then someone just comes Five up to hours my of attic silence. and they're like, I'm fine. Please do the podcast. please keep giving us your opinions. <laughs> yeah, so many people care about us. Actually, right. there is quite a few people out there that care about us. Uh, so Mitchell, there was no a there was uh, something that happened that people around the world celebrated that happens once every year. Spotify wrapped. Yeah. You thought I was going to say Thanksgiving, it's right? It's better, better than Thanksgiving. This is better than Thanksgiving. Spotify actually, wrapped is kind of its like own holiday. I, at this I point. do look forward to it every year. We should get work in school off for <laughs> Spotify wrapped. But no one ever knows like when it is. It's like, yeah. is it going to be today? We need or? a whole week to curate our top tens of the end of the year. Yeah. Top, they should have list year, list week should be a holiday. There's a, there's a Spotify wrapped Santa Claus. That works tirelessly every year. It's like, I have to get Mitchell and Clifford Spotify wrapped together. It's so important. Before the end of this year. Mine was kind of weird this year because I had like a couple months where I was experimenting and I was trying out Apple Music. And then I switched back oh. because it was really glitchy and I didn't really like. Why would I, you do that? Because I liked the interface <laughs> of Apple Music a lot and it was like cheaper for me for some reason. So I was trying that out. Yeah. Um. And then I just, it kept like crashing. It just was not as like stable. That's and weird. I don't know. I just ended up not really liking it. So I feel like my Spotify wrapped is a little messed up. Mm. It still makes sense. But like, I feel like. It's your fault. A couple more months probably would have shifted like my top That's what you a get for betraying. Spotify betraying glorious Spotify. Yeah, Spotify has done so much. I was also trying to be us. righteous and use a platform that pays <laughs> artists more, but I just like gave up on. Does Apple really pay artists any really much more than Spotify? Like a couple percent. It's not that different at yeah. all. It wasn't worth I it. I know a lot of people get like really upset about that kind of stuff and like yeah. I get it, but like I guess as an artist myself I don't really care too much, but the only people that are even making money from streaming are like huge celebrities, anyways. So right? It's not yeah. Like, it's not really benefiting. I mean, much. Okay. PSA to everyone: 
buy buy the music that you like. Yeah. You know, go to their band camp, you know, support your artists. That's, yeah, that's why I'm more like, if I'm going to do anything that's not streaming, I'll just use band. Like, I'll have Spotify for streaming for convenience, but then when I want to actually support a thing, I'm just going to use Bandcamp. Right, yeah. Or, like, buy a vinyl or something. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, because, like... That was, like, the reason I switched back to you, because I was, like, I I don't know. I didn't just switch for that. I mostly switched because I... I was using Apple Music a lot because when I would make music or demos, I like to listen to them. Yeah. And to put it on my phone, it goes through the Apple Music app thing. And I I just kind of wanted to have everything in one spot. But it just like the app would like just sometimes crash or the UI would freeze a lot. And it just got really annoying. And so come on, Apple. That was the main reason. Get it together, designers. Yeah. I I just got super like annoyed with it. And I was like, whatever. (laughs) But yeah, anyways. Support your artists, but also, I mean, like, it's helpful to get, like, up there in the Spotify algorithms, too. Like, yeah. that's promotion in itself. But still, pay for your music when you can and when you want to. Please. I want to That's I wanna my be, PSA. That's my... Um, not to go on a tangent, but I really want to start being pretentious and just, like, I want to, like get to a point where I have purchased every album that I like just want to listen to on rotation constantly. Cause like there's some music I'll just like, if I want streaming, I'll just check out an album. (laughs) But like, I want to have like a huge, like actual purchase collection of music again. Right. I have a bunch of vinyls. Well, yeah, yeah. I I I want to get like a, I want to get like a, mb3 player again or something like a, yeah. i want to be really nerdy and get like a flack player dude, you know dude i still got like an ipod classic that i was i kind of want i kind of just want an ipod with like music that i have purchased on it again it's some of that there's something seen, that's nice about that yeah it's it's nostalgic enough for our generation i think right but it still has convenience of technology behind it right it's not like i'm gonna walk around with a cd player it's like yeah. It's like, I wouldn't go that far. The only thing is, is like, if your favorite artist comes out with new music, you're like, oh, I can't, I gotta go on my phone. It's like, oh, I gotta spend money now every time an album comes out. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I have purchased every deluxe vinyl of every Me Without You album, so I've <laughs> done a pretty, I've, I've supported my favorite you band have done in the well. multi-hundreds of dollars. <laughs> so You've done well. Yes. I've done very well. <laughs> yes. You're a good boy. Yes. Uh, but yeah, anyways, so we were going to share, like, just quickly share, like, what our Spotify wrapped was, yeah. I guess, you know, and and then also share, because uh, we got some insight for the podcast as well. Yeah. And I just think that's always fun to share. Nice. So my top artists for, my top five artists for this year... It's kind of weird. Not really weird, but it's it makes sense. So I'll go from bottom to top. Number five, actually, surprisingly enough, was The Mountain Goats. Nice. Which, like, yeah. Did I you li- listen to their new album a lot? Yeah, yeah. like, I listened to a lot of the singles. Yeah, I really liked their new album. I I liked it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I don't. Mean- I don't think it's one of their best, but I like it more than their last couple. Yeah, definitely. But they just they peaked at goths for me. Yeah. I haven't like loved anything that has come out after goths. Yeah, I was really excited for this album, and like when it came out, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" But it's kind of died down for me. Uh, the the hype around it, but there's still some great songs on it. So, but I guess like I listened to them enough that they made my number five. My number four 
is a little kind of embarrassing. It's uh, the Newsboys. <laughs> hey, whatever. Most well, it's mostly because they got, they got one of your favorite. They got like your favorite album of all time. Well, basically. yeah, and yeah. there's music from them, old music from them that I love. Never be it's, ashamed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to let you know. I want this light in me to show. Not ashamed to speak the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a Newsboys song. Wow. Uh, so big reason why it's on there is because. For my other podcast that I do, the I'm Clifford Today Show, which you can check out at <laughs> youtube.com slash I'm Clifford Today or any other podcast platform. Wow. I did an episode where I ranked all of the Newsboys albums. Oh, nice. And so I went back and listened to every Newsboys album from their cringy uh, early 90s days to their great like mid-90s to early 2000s age to back to their like more cringy Michael Tate era. And yeah. I listened to some albums that I didn't listen to because I just avoided oh, nice. them. So that just stocked up to them being in my top five. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, I'll say, I mean, I like really old classic newsboys. Take me to your leaders. My favorite album. Not ashamed about that. But uh, yeah, anyways, it's just it just looks weird sometimes when they like show they show my my top artists and they show like a current picture of Newsboys. And I'm like, that yeah. doesn't. Yeah, whatever. It's not right. Anyways, uh, my number three was Pine Grove, actually. Nice. Uh, I their new album, Eleven Eleven. I've really enjoyed this year. So, yeah, that was really good. And then uh, number two, Gorillas. They seem to. I feel like every year they seem to end up in my top five. Yeah, um, I feel like they haven't been in mine in a while. Were they? I don't know if they were last year. They must have been. Uh, no, I think they were that last was like, year. That was Song Machine. They were because yeah, they. I think they were. I think it was maybe the year before they weren't. Yeah, but last but, uh, year they had to have been. Yeah, and they've been consistently. Yeah, they've been coming out with some new singles lately that have yeah. been really good. And I remember listening to a lot of them at. Uh, at work uh, earlier this year at my haphazard job because uh, people there were um, Gorillas fans. Oh, so nice. I was like, oh, I'll play Gorillas. And then number one, uh, not surprisingly, is Dawes. Nice. You know, I think this is probably the first year that Crap, Mumford they, and Sons I didn't listened, show up. I don't think I listened to their new album. I forgot. I liked the singles a lot. Oh, my gosh. That came out this year, right? Yes. I need to listen to it because based off you those do. singles, I feel like they'll be one of my favorites this year. You do, yes. I need. I, I spoiler like forgot alert. that came out. There's oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, I'm gonna listen to it. You I'll listen to, to it at work tomorrow. Because spoiler alert, it's definitely gonna be pretty high up in my top nice. ten this year. So. Another one of my favorites of the year just came out recently too. So it's been, it's been. Oh popular. yeah, your girl crush, Little Sims, dude. Little Sims. I didn't think she was gonna come out with an album this year. I didn't know she was <laughs> either, and it just came out and out of nowhere. Yeah, super good. I, I mean, it's not, I don't like it more than her last one, but it's really good. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> and I'll just quick share my top 10 songs of this year. Uh, if you want, should I do top 10 or top five? Do top 10. Just go through it quick. Okay. Uh, top 10 going from 10 to one. Halcyon Days by Chagall Guevara, which is a, a really good band. I'll, I'll talk more about them uh, later. Number nine, Boy by the killers i listened to that a lot i was kind of surprised that it wasn't like at least my top two but whatever uh and number eight ghost in the machine by dawes number seven 
Chaos Space Marine by Black Country New Road. Number six by uh, Resurrection Number Nine, also by Chagall Guevara. And number five, So What by Pine Grove. Number four, Everything is Permanent by Dawes. Number three, Comes in Waves by Dawes. Number two, Got Any Change by Chagall Guevara. And my number one song uh, of the year was uh, Someone Else's Cafe. Uh, what's the what's the whole title? Sorry, I'm going <laughs> to play it really quick. Uh, Someone Else's Cafe, Doom Scroller Tries to r- Relax. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was like slowly scrolling. <laughs> I just always called it Someone Else's Cafe. Yeah. But yeah, Someone Else's ca- Cafe, Doom Scroller Tries to Relax by Dawes. And, nice. uh, yeah. So yeah, a lot of Dawes in my top 10 and Chagall Guevara. And uh, Black Country New Road showed up there, so that was nice, cool. Nice, nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's the songs that I listened to a lot this year. Excellent. What about you, Mitchell? So my top five artists on my Spotify wrapped, um, I imagine maybe my number five could be different if I had those extra couple months that were spent on Apple Music. But, I mean, it still makes sense. This five still makes perfect sense to me. Right. So even... If it would have been different, it may not have been. So let's just pretend it wouldn't be different. <laughs> uh, my number five was <coughs> Death Cab for Cutie because um, they put out a new album this year that was one of the best they've put out in forever. Mm. I liked their last couple albums. Uh, I'm a defender. A lot of their fans really hate their newer stuff, but oh. they all really love this one. And this okay. is a really, really good album. I loved it. And so I don't know if they would have been on there if they didn't put it on an album, but I still listen to them a lot regardless, even if they hadn't put on a new album. Yeah. But I think them having a new album definitely pushed them to be five. Uh, my number four is Pine Grove. What a surprise. Nice. Uh, oddly enough, I, I, I love their new album, but I, I think most of my listens were from Amberland, New York. Oh, still. yeah. I go to that a lot. It's yeah. a very easy <laughs> go-to album for me lately. Ever since it came out, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three is Yola Tango. Oh, uh, I've yeah. been really, really into them. Um, I can feel the heart beating as one. It has just been like an obsession album for like mm. a couple years at this point, and they're finally pushing the rave to like my top artists. So it makes sense. Nice. Um, this is going to be really surprising. Number two is Me Without You. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I, I remember yeah. you posting about yeah, this. Yeah, I was like, this is the first time that's ever happened. Wow. They're and on I'm their like, way right now to kill you yeah. for betraying them. It's like, I wonder how different, or like, what? I don't think those uh, Apple Music months would have changed to that because I've really fixated on my number one, which was Radiohead. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I was really obsessed with Radiohead. Um this year specifically um like i just i don't know i got really drawn into them and just like got really obsessed with like three of their albums which yeah. uh kid a amnesiac and uh uh king of limbs i just could not stop listening to like all year i was kind of wondering if they would be in my top five because i started listening to them for the podcast like around after last year's spotify yeah. rap so i thought it would count but Yes, maybe not. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's cool. my five, and my top ten songs are... Um, one of the songs in my top ten is mine, my Aubergine cover. So I'm going oh. I'm I'm to exclude it. Well, hey, I think you'll be happy. Spoilers. So wait, that made it in your top ten? It's my number one. 
Wow. I'm really conceited. So much shame. I love listening to my own stuff, but it's it's so easy. Well, like, I think you'll be happy to know that you showed up in my uh, top 100. Wow. Yeah, like song, and, and not just one, but like your, your Me Without You cover and a few from your EP. Heck so, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, I just listened to it a lot, especially because like my girlfriend Abby sang on it, so I just liked listening to it. Oh, yeah. It, made, it was, mm. makes me happy. But also, my, my song also made it in yeah. my top 100. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna exclude that though, just for the sake of like making all right, this all right. more I'll interesting. Allow it. So let me see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I had to. Do all right, so my, my ten. Head. Wait, is that ten? ten, nine, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is ten. Wait, count count again, just for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my number ten is uh, kind of surprising to me. I didn't know I listened to it that much, but I guess I did. Guess, um, mm, does the Spotify overlords tell you? by Joe Hisaishi uh, from Kiki's Delivery Service soundtrack. Oh. Okay. That soundtrack is so good. I haven't seen it it's in, basically a just, couple, in a few years, but... I love that. I'm sure if it's if it's Studio Ghibli, they usually have it like just it's just great Zelda soundtracks. music. It's straight up Zelda music. Nice. Like I loved that soundtrack. Yeah, so oh my good. god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, got, I really like that soundtrack. Um, so I was surprised that made it that high. Like Interesting. Okay. Uh, number nine is "You Will Never Work in Television Again" by The Smile. Nice, uh, aka Radiohead 2.0. Right. Um, yeah. Radiohead minus a couple Radio- members. <laughs> two members of Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> the two like prominent members of Radiohead. It might as well just be a Radiohead album. It's Pretty super much. good. I love it. Yeah. Um, number eight is Autumn Sweater by Yola Tango. Mm-hmm. Amazing song. Uh, number seven is Jigsaw Falling Into Place by Radiohead. Number six is Julia or Holy to the Lord on the Bells of Horses by Me Without You. It's I know like, that song. It's like one of the best songs ever made. Number five is This Is Why by Paramore, the new song they put out. Oh. Uh, that came out pretty late, and it made it my top ten. Huh. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, I don't really, like, listen to songs over and over again, but that one I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one after that, this one's funny to me. I'm such a loser. <laughs> um, I think this is number four. Yeah, this would be number four. Com Susser Todd by Ariane, which is a song from the... Uh, end of Evangelion, oh. which is the Neon Genesis Evangelion Weeb. movie. It's just you like, got two anime songs in your the, top ten. I do. <laughs> but the thing is, this song is not like it's not like a hyper like pop song or anything. It's just it's like a folk song. It's like a mm. ballad song. Like if you heard it, you wouldn't think it was an anime song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listen to that a lot just because okay. it's like. It's really cool. It's just a cool song. Um, and, yeah. I, and I got really into that movie when I finally watched it. So I was just like listening to it, especially because... still need to watch it. Especially because when the song plays in the movie, it's like one of the most like captivating things I've ever seen in a movie in my life. Yeah. And if you can push through the admittedly the kind of hard to watch show at times, uh, I don't love the show. I love okay. the. I, I think. Well, I love the show later on. Mm-hmm. Starts off rough, but I. Gotcha. It was worth it to get to the movie. Okay. I'll say that. Um, okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, number three, 
This is going to be sad. You and Who's Army by Radiohead. Number two is Lotus Flower by Radiohead. And the number one is I Might Be Wrong by Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. A lot of anime and uh, Tom York. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Me Without You was still on there at least. Yeah, they they barely made it. Yeah. Traitor. (laughs) It had some like Black Country New Road, but it was like a little higher up. Like a little later. I had a lot of Kiki's stuff. (laughs) <laughs> like my top 20 wow just you just really spun that soundtrack i was listening to it while like, driving i would like listen to it while driving up to see abby because it's like just nice driving music yeah yeah oh yeah i'm sure did you have uh any top podcasts i didn't look at my podcast i don't really listen to podcasts on spotify oh uh, see see i do and that's if I why it'd probably be like this one you know yeah <laughs> I, a lot of podcasts I listen to, they just post them on YouTube, and I have YouTube Premium. Oh, oh, really? Because sometimes I like to have the visuals, and I'll just have my phone propped up at okay. work. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm a weirdo. I'll, I'll quick share my top podcast, because it's a little shameless. I got <laughs> got some people commenting on my post, and they're yeah. like, come on, Clifford. I will say, uh, just to throw it out there before you go into yours, for podcasts I do listen to, it's mostly like Jarcasts, sort of right. cast. Um <laughs> and um, I feel like there was one more I was listening to a bit, but I forgot. Yeah. It's well, like random YouTubers. Yeah, ours are very similar. My number five is The Friendship Onion. Uh, oh, yeah, which I, listen is, to, I listen to some of that. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, with uh, Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan from uh, Lord, uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, number four is uh, Cultish, which is a, a really interesting podcast, which is a that is about cults, and oh. it's all from like a Christian perspective. Yeah. So, like, if you're not a Christian, I don't know. I mean, you can still check it out, but yeah. um, very interesting. They talk. They deal with a lot of topics having to do with cults and uh, anything like on the fringes and yeah. such. Uh, so it's it's really good. Horse lovers would <laughs> love it. Not cult, <laughs> you dumb idiot. It's all about horses. Cult, cult, cultish. Holy to the Lord, bells of horses. <laughs> bells of cultish. <laughs> Number three was Jar Media Podcast. Nice. Uh, me and Mitchell are both fans of it. And, uh, Love those British men. They're just know. three British guys that talk about nothing. Kind of like us, except I feel like we probably have more... Uh, we kind of have more of a set thing that we're going to talk about. And yeah, just kind of yeah. talk about whatever. Anyways, speaking of us, number two is Podwood Forecast. Nice. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I miss my friend Mitchell, and I like to listen to our recorded Aww. conversations. I'm always <laughs> so, with you. I mean, honestly, like, I really like our podcast. Yeah. Like, there's something... I'm, I'm not trying to brag, but there's something about our podcast that, like, scratches an itch that not many other podcasts do. Yeah. Which is weird, you know, like, because I just like podcasts where people talk, they just have a fun time, you know, and if they talk about things that I like, then that's a plus. Yeah, true. Um, And that's kind of how I feel about my number one, which is Sardonicast. Yeah. Which features uh, Your Movie Sucks, I Hate Everything, and Ralph the Movie Maker. They're three YouTubers that I watch, and they just talk about movies. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways. Very um, nice. Speaking of podcasts, just wanted to share some... By the way, we didn't even mention we're going to talk about other things in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, you'll know by the title, but we have two specific things we're going yes. to talk about. Two specific things, and then I'm going to talk about one other thing for like a little bit, mm-hmm. just to share my thoughts, because I think it also relates to those other things. Yeah. Rings of Power, 
House of the Dragon and Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that. Just hold your horses. Gosh. Hold your colts. <laughs> your, your, your coltishes. Never. But anyways, here's some interesting insight on our podcast and how we did this year. Uh, Mitchell, can you guess what was our... Now, it's not from this year specifically. It doesn't have to be. Can you guess what was our most listened to podcast from episode from this year? Hmm. It can be from any year. I want to say it was probably still one of like the ones like the Mumford and Sons one or something. No, it wasn't actually. One of like the band focused ones. Not even that actually. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. This episode got uh, a 268% increase in listens. For some reason, and it's our Robin Hood episode. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. For so, like, our gr- like Gorillas and Mumford and Sons are our most listened to episodes, but yeah. like Robin Hood has been killing it lately for some reason. That's cool. And like our last review that they that we had, they were like, "Oh, I loved listening about Robin Hood because I yeah. love that show." So something's going on there. That's the benefit of like doing kind of like specific niche episodes is when like the fan base finds something to latch onto any content around it. Right. They can. Yeah. So those are usually the ones. There's probably not the a best. billion podcasts or YouTube videos about that, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's easier to get so found. I'm the one carrying the torch, True. the Robin hood torch. True. Our podcast was heard in 12 countries this wow. year. Our top five were the United States, uh, num- be number one no and way. then the United Kingdom and then Germany hmm. and Greece and the Netherlands nice so hola to <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah all those Spanish speaking countries <laughs> hola to all of you out there listening to us for some reason two random dudes in Illinois uh, thanks for listening and to all you chaps in the UK I'm sure they love my accent oh yeah Guys are great. Something uh, I'm reading some of these Spotify wrapped things, the things that they say in them are just kind of cringy. It's like something magical happens between January 23rd and January 29th. Yeah, I had a weird uh, Spotify for artists or podcasts or whatever. Like when you see data for like, like I just have to say it's so weird when I looked at Spotify for artists, like for my music. Oh, yeah. I was curious. They must have just like run out of things to credit me for <laughs> because one of the things was like in the month of October, you had a spike of listeners between the hours of five and six p.m. during this week. I was like, no, it's yeah. so specific. I think everyone gets I was like, that. what a weird stat. I think it might be interesting, like if there was like a, an, a specific release on that day, maybe. Yeah, it was like, just oh, like, oh, when I most this people thing. listen to your podcast between five and six in the month of October. I was like, okay. Yeah, well, apparently, between January twenty third and January twenty nine, uh, we had a hundred and thirty two percent more listeners compared to your average week. Wow. For some reason, I think that that might have been our Radiohead episode. Probably. But anyways, um, are Radiohead fans just called Radioheads? I don't even know. You're the Radiohead fan. I figure that out. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Radiohead, but you've been listening to them longer. I don't know what they're fan. Maybe they're called Tom Yorkers. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Greenwoods. I don't Johnny know. Gre- the Green f- the Forest. <laughs> the f- no, that's ours. That's True, sure Forest. Yeah. 
your listener's podcast personality is the en- the enthusiast. This is an interesting Ew. part of it. Your listeners are super fans. When their favorite podcast releases a new episode, they're among the first to know, going above and beyond to show their support. So good job, guys. You guys are enthusiasts. Thank you. Your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. Gains? Yeah. <laughs> I took a screenshot, but I remember it said, it's like, have you been working out? Your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. Oh, my God. We had a hundred and sixty-two percent increase in listeners. We had a hundred and six percent increase in hours. I guess that's hours listened. Uh, and then we had an eighty percent increase in streams huh. and a fifty percent increase in followers. Nice. So that's cool. Welcome everyone. Yeah. Um, this one is interesting. Uh, you are a top ten podcast for. 24 fans and cool. you're a top five podcast for 15 fans all right and you're the number one podcast for five fans wow that's kind of cool yeah i actually had a friend of mine uh shout out to my friend steven he uh he tagged me and uh both of my podcasts podwood forecast and the i'm clifford today show Ended up in his top five, and Podwood Forecast was uh, number one for Heck him. Heck yeah! So thanks, Stephen, for listening. Thank and you, he's like Stephen, which is cool because like in his top five, he had uh, this podcast that I actually liked called the the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, which is an interesting uh, story. Uh, but we beat that. Tr- the truth <laughs> truth is is that we have really long episodes. <laughs> Yeah. So we kind of make up for like not uploading for a while. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, also, something that they didn't really share in our Spotify wrapped, I just wanted to share our most listened to episodes, like our, our top episodes. So our number, no, let's just start from the bottom. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Starting from the bottom. And now we're here. Now we're here. Uh, of course, our most recent episode, uh, My Chemical Romances, The Black Parade, and The Chariot's One Wing. And then uh, next up was our our favorite albums, 2021, followed by... The My Chemical Romance one became a most listened to, and we it came out that recently. That's pretty good. No, no, that that was like our, our least listened to. I'm oh, starting from the oh, bottom. That made, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. And then, sorry, it's confusing, but... I thought you meant that was like one of the top listened to ones. That would like be... Doing a top five or something. That would be cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, no. That one took off. Yeah. Maybe next year. Yeah. So that, and then our favorite albums, 2021, on top of that. And then our favorite films, 2021, on top of that. And then... Uh, our Simple Plan, an American movie episode on top of that. And then <laughs> our Batman episode on top of that. And then actually tied is our Adventures of Tintin and Night on the Galactic Railroad episode <laughs> tied with our Better Call Saul episode oh cool that makes sense that one's that high yeah and then our most listened to episode is our radiohead episode sick so yeah just a little interesting insight for you guys mitchell what was your favorite podcast from this year i like um 
probably doing the Tintin one and the mm. Galactic Railroad one because it was awesome to rewatch Tintin. Yeah. It was just fun to like talk about that and then like not on the Galactic Railroad Railroad just became one of my favorite movies like out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, same and then here. The Radiohead one just cuz I like ones where I get to make you uh listen to music I like <laughs> and then talk about it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really liked uh, that one. Probably the Radiohead one might have been my favorite just cuz I like I like doing like those kinds of focused ones too. Yeah. So. Yeah, same here. I liked those. Um I also really liked our Better Call Saul episode. That one, maybe, maybe maybe that one. I was re-listening to it, and I was like, we did a good job on this one, actually. That might have to, maybe, maybe that would be my favorite one, just because like, that show is just like, oh, no. It's a great Those show. Those three, for me, yeah. are like, tied, basically. And then I liked our Simple Planet American movie episode, yeah. too. But, uh, but, yeah, what was your favorite episode, you listeners out there? Let us know. Comment below, let me know. And if you like what you see here and you want to see more, click right here to see more. Is that someone specific? I'm just making fun of Jeremy Johns. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen a few of his videos. He's, uh, I don't like him. You don't like him? Beep that out. Oh, He's gonna be so disappointed. He's one of to our top five. I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> fine. I just I, I I used to be really into like his reviews when I was younger, but I just I don't like his review style very much anymore. Yeah, every I remember this every movie once was in a pretty while. good, but it was like it was not that right. great. You it could have been twenty minutes shorter. Could have some you know more action in it. You know, this movie's worth. My buying. hair is getting uh, crazier, and I have a beard now. <laughs> this movie is worth buying on Blu-ray. <laughs> It's great. I hate rating systems, but here's my uh, five scale rating system. Oh yeah, system. does he? <laughs> this movie's awesome. At least he's not. He's not near he's as fine. bad. Like he's just. It's. He's not near as bad as Nostalgia Critic. No, no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't like go that far. I just, I just like to make fun of him. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you guys can join our Podwood Forecast Community Facebook group, uh, and you can let us know what your Spotify rap was and, you know, let us know what was your favorite episode of this year. We like hearing insight and we're, uh, we're words of affirmation kind of guys, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so, but, uh, wow, we, we went a while with yeah. that and it's time to go into a break. I don't think that there's anything else. That sums it missed. up. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, Rings of Power coming up soon, and then... Yeah, it's uh, going to get really spicy, Clifford everyone. Clifford will talk about House of the Dragon, because I haven't watched it, and then yeah. we will also talk about uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, the series. Yeah, the series, because that's what British people call I mean, how we legitimately watched it. <laughs> oh, well... Because it's exclusive to British television. So. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> we went all the way to the UK and got <laughs> a television to watch it. We used a VPN. Yeah. No, I mean it's all on. They YouTube. were. It was all on YouTube. Yeah. So spoiler alert. And it hasn't been taken down. So I. I doubt just. That I they don't care. think that creators care. Yeah. I think they're just cool about it. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Um, yeah. Bye. I don't care.
The death egg? Oh man, that's not good. None of this is good, Vector. That's why it's called war. Sorry, everyone. We started doing the podcast before <laughs> yeah. we even recorded. This we, topic, we're so amped up on this topic. We loved Rings of Power so much. Yeah, we're just so passionate about it. I'm sorry. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of the Power. Would the you Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. The House of the Dragon. The Lord of the... Wait, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. There we go. All those thus and ofs, dude. Yeah. You gotta have them. Didn't the they, like, of, of, change of, 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 that, of. like, in the middle of the show? Because it was originally just Rings of Power, right? I don't and then think they, so. I'm pretty sure they changed it at some point where it was the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. I might be wrong on that. Mm, but, I don't know. Um, maybe. Anyways, we watched Rings of Power. And I know this is a little late. Like, it's kind of old news by now. But yeah. It's, it's Lord still... of the Rings, though, so it's always going to be a lingering topic. Right, Because yeah. no one will ever stop talking about Lord of the Rings. And plus, It's like you people still us. talk about The Hobbit, kind of, even, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and plus you guys know us. We're always on top of, you know, just being on top of the trends with our episodes, yeah. you know. But, <laughs> like, we just feel so strongly about it. We just have to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and these other shows, so. It's like Lord of the Rings is media that's like really important to us. Um, yeah, I love the books. We both read the books, and yeah. obviously both of us the trilogy, the original you trilogy, can go is our back favorite and movies listen, of all time. Yep, you can go back and listen to our previous. Yeah, not directly previous. It's like from a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, we did Lord of the Rings uh, two parter, and we just gushed about how yeah. much we love. Best movies of all time. They, they are our favorite movies. Yeah, you know? always. So, They'll never be top for me. Right. Um, and and then they made a new show. Yeah. Even, to, I will say, before we even, like, mention Rings of Power, like, even and then The Hobbit came out. Oh, yeah. I don't hate those Hobbit movies. I don't, I would say Battle of the Five Armies is the only one I, like, disliked, like, just as a movie. But I, I think yeah. there's really good stuff in those first two. But the first one's the only one I would be like, it's pretty good. Yeah. But there's still so much stuff I don't like about all all three of those. But right. I have watched a fan edit twice. Yeah, we both watched it yeah. once. I've, I watched yeah. it again this year, and I still think it's a really enjoyable Mm-hmm. In that way, but it still has a lot of stuff you can't remove. Yeah. But I'm like, there's like good stuff in here. Yeah. Um, I still wish Guillermo del Toro made his version. Um, yeah. But, Although, like, it would have been rumored cool. that some of the changes that were made to the, the source material were was because of del Toro. 
apparently. Like the love triangle apparently was Del Toro. I, Maybe, but I well yeah. actually no, the love triangle is not because uh, the actress who played that elf, she said that midway th- they shot all three of those movies and all of the love triangle stuff was reshoots. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Plus any changes Del Toro made, like his movies weren't technically connected to Jackson's. They were kind of going to be original. Right. Yeah. It was, which I kind of think is cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, they had to force it mm. to be like star Wars prequels and they had to be like, Oh, these are the prequels to Jackson's movies, not just like the yeah. Hobbit movie, which I get why they were worried people would be confused about it, but I, whatever, you know? Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is we've had new Lord of the Rings content even before this, like big scale, high budget. Right. And it wasn't like horrifically offensive, but I was like, whatever. It's like, we got some prequels that people see as kind of similar to like Star Wars prequels where some people like, them, but you know, most people think they're really inferior and don't really add much. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how those are kind of similar. Yeah. It's like, I'm a, I, defend the Star Wars prequels, but I, I do think it's an apt comparison. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So it was like a few years ago that they announced that like Amazon had spent like millions of dollars to the require... most expensive <laughs> show ever made. And it was basically all spent on the rights. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, so there was a, like a lot of buzz around that and wanted to be like five skepticism. Well, yeah, apparently they have, like, That's not announced happening. that... They're going to make two seasons, and it's going to get canceled. They announced that there's, like, five seasons in the I, making. I would bet so much money that gets canceled after, like, three seasons. No, Hardly anyone even talked about the first season. Yeah. I've, I don't think yeah. anyone... I feel like so little people... Such a small amount of people are actually so watching So little it. people. Yeah. <laughs> I bet those first few episodes did killer numbers, but... Man, they were desperate. You would get an Amazon package. It would have rings of pet. They were yeah. like, please watch our expensive show. Please. Help. Please. Yeah, literally. It's like, you're fine. You're owned by Jeff Bezos. Yeah. But, I mean, well, anyways, there was a lot of controversy even, like, at the start because there was, like, this... Do you remember when that leaked image came out when there was, like, a casting call? Oh, yeah. For And they were, like, saying, like, that there was going to be... Like a what do you call it? Like a sexual people uh, consultant like or whatever. Yeah, people thought the show was gonna have like a lot of nudity in it or something. Yeah, which it ended up not. Yeah, it, it didn't. What it did. Which hopefully, have, it, maybe they got scared and they like took it out. Maybe, but. but which I almost wouldn't be surprised at that because another aspect I was worried about was in the show. Not right away. Yeah, but like. They tried to have like cool, epic, super violent moments yeah. of like, oh, like this dude got like super slashed in the face and blood flew on the camera lens. And <laughs> they had they tried to have like this kind of gory ishness to some moments. Yeah, and I'm like, I wonder if they were trying to make it like super mature and they saw all the backlash and tried to cut it out at times. Yeah, I don't know. Expe- I don't they know. got as gory as they could get in like a PG-13 kind of yeah, rating. Yeah, like, I, I guess TV-14. Some parts just felt like 
hilariously edgy. Yeah. It, it felt like when <clears throat> The Hobbit had like an R-rated extended cut. Oh yeah, I and it was just like that. beasts getting like their face mushed to guts and stuff. <laughs> it's just, like stupid. Like it adds literally nothing. Yeah, I like. I'm cool with violence and stuff, but it just does not fit this. Violence kind of is material. awesome. It doesn't fit the source <laughs> material at all. It just feels weird for Lord of the Rings to have no, like yeah. a dude in an alley like karate chopping dudes' faces off with a knife and blood flies on the camera lens <laughs> and then all this yeah I'm getting ahead of myself but yeah i mean we've kind of basically spoiled our feelings about it but oh no, <laughs> no don't get me wrong i love this show <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome uh man well anyways so i guess we'll just get right I will to be, it There's... i will be honest with my first impressions though when we do get into that but i let's talk about kind of how we felt when this got announced uh well I kind of shared a lot of feelings that a lot of people had. Yeah. Uh, we may have even talked about it on a previous episode. Like, Ooh, this show's coming out. Oh yeah, we I think we discussed it when like the first trailer came out. Yeah. And we I remember that we were both very skeptical about it. Mm-hmm. Very skeptical. I was before the trailer I was like cautiously hopeful kind of skeptical i'm like i don't know i was very permanently on the fence where like i there was a lot of like drama about like faithfulness to tolkien lore and stuff which in my opinion is like half right and half wrong um i that was a lot of the conversation which to me i was more concerned about like the story and the writing and stuff the quality yeah yeah and I was like optimistic because I was just, I think I was just a little desperate for something to be good. Well, yeah. I mean, we care about this IP so yeah, much. Yeah, I just you know, I we wanted, wanted it to be good. I was hoping. And those, or that, else it'll ruin our childhood. The first screenshot that came out was like, um, was it? I don't know if it was Elrond or whoever. It was like some elf. It was like a shot of like Rivendell or something. That I think sh- it was Galadriel. May- no, it was like, uh, maybe it was. It was like the guy in the white robe and it's like you oh, see the big yeah. tree. Mm-hmm. And it's like that the first official look. And I was like, it looks kind of nice. Yeah, like it looks nice, but it's not really showing. Yeah, lot, and I was really. like, I'll wait to see it. And, and people were like, oh, this looks absolutely horrible. And I was like, look, I was like, <laughs> I was like to this I'm gonna. I was like playing devil's advocate. I was like, let's be real. Like, take a screenshot from Lord of the Rings. This, yes, Lord of the Rings does look better still, like that movies. But I was yeah. like, this is like pretty for a screenshot. I was like, this is kind of a nice looking environment. It does look high budget. Yeah. Um, and then the trailer came out, and there were some moments of like the shot of Gladriel on the horse, and I was like, this does kind of look like the shot of like um, Arwen, like Arwen, or even um. I don't know, like Gondor, like the green fields of Gondor with the mountains. I was like, it's very similar looking. I was like, it kind of has the feel, but then there's other shots that look like they're from the Hobbit. And then you have, especially with some of the CGI. Yeah. yeah, You have like CGI face Gladriel that looks like she's from uncharted two. And it it just looked very mixed. Like some shots in the trailer looked really nice. They showed some some, like action with some trolls and such. And yeah, I was, I was very like, Oh, maybe it could be fine, but it looks like, it looks like half the show is going to look nice and half of it's going to look cheap. It was weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but I, I tried to be optimistic cause I was like, I feel like maybe they want to try to make something that's like interesting, you know? Yeah. And so with like the trailer and after the trailer, all the, like you mentioned, all the, all the drama, 
preceding the the release of the show, yeah, it just made me less and less hopeful that it was going to be the good. The most conversation that ever happened about this show was before it came out. And when it, yeah, when it came out, it, there was so much less conversation about it when it actually did come it's out. It's true, because like, people, it just died down. I mean, I'm surprised that I watched the whole thing, but... You know, I guess we'll get to that. I almost didn't. I barely did. I'll be honest. Like the, me, me and my girlfriend were watching it, and we were like, "Oh, it's fine." And even she was like, "Oh, not really." I was like, "Do you <laughs> want to like watch another episode?" And she was like, "Not really." <laughs> yeah, I watched like th- maybe three, two or three episodes on my own, and I was going to call it quits. Spoiler alert! I guess this is our feelings on the show. The only reason why I finished it was because. You know, a YouTuber that we like, Your Movie Sucks, YMS, was doing a watch-along stream mm-hmm. of the show. And I'm like, that's got to be fun. Because, like, I like watching terrible things with, like, people commenting yeah. that it's bad. It's entertaining for me. So that's the only mm-hmm. reason why I finished the show. Yeah. Because he was watching it and his he had his friend who's, like, a big <gasps> Lord of the Rings nerd yeah. watching it. And so that made it super entertaining for me. But it was still bad. Uh, I, the show is is not good. Yeah, unfortunately, um, it's not. Anthony um, Fantano, not good. I, my experience with this, I'm gonna be very honest. Um, I I could have been huffing some copium early on, but <laughs> that first episode I didn't dislike. I'll be honest. Right? Yeah, I was like, I was still like, hopefully skeptical. I'm like, there's there's things that I don't like so far, yeah. but like, you know, I was like, we'll see where was this like, yeah, goes. I was like the elves, like I was nitpicking things. Like I don't like the elves' hair; they all look like YouTuber TikTok dudes. Like, <laughs> I was nit- yeah. like, the fanboy in me was nitpicking things, but I was like, but the show, like I was like, think of it on filmmaking. I was like, it actually looks decent. I was like, I think it's cool that they are drawing a lot of Silmarillion lore and stuff. And there are things that you would only really catch if you did know about like the Silmarillion, like the big, bad, evil God that came before like Sauron and like yeah. all like the, they mentioned Morgoth. Yeah. They mentioned Morgoth and like the tree and um, the Silmarils. Like they, they mentioned things that like Tolkien geeks would get and that it's not just like, Oh, it didn't feel overly generalized. Yeah. And that, Although, the intro was cool it was a very what, like the theme no not the theme i mean the theme's fine oh like I the... don't, I, but like the in the very um fellowship of the ring ish intro where it's like backstory and right you know, voiceover yeah. and you see the shot of sauron and i was like this is kind of cool yeah i was kind of into it um and then the second episode i was like it's kind of like whatever it just started getting worse for me and there was things i liked but it was so scattered and way too many characters. I was trying way too hard to set everything up. I, I just like, I didn't ever care about any character. I was kind of impressed with the actor. They got to play young Elrond. I feel like he, you know, maybe we, there can be arguments made about like his visual appearance and the character design. But like when it came to like his facial expressions, the way he acted, I was like, I feel like I could tell he studied Hugo Weaving's performance as Elrond. And Hmm. I was noticing things with his facial features and like expressions he would make and how he acted. Um, I was like, I could tell that he really cared about trying to emulate Elrond as presented by Hugo Weaving. I, I was a little impressed with that a little bit. Um, I, I didn't find myself impressed by him only at in all, the really. first like <laughs> episode he was in okay. later on. I feel like it fell off. Cause then he started being more involved with the dwarves and stuff. But early on I was yeah. like, I kind of like 
believe him as a young Elrond. Right. Um, Gladriel never really felt like she was Gladriel. Um, at right. All. And then other things happened. I kind of was into like Elrond with uh, Durin. Was right. was Durin, Durin was right. my favorite character. Yeah, I like Durin. Even though the I thought writing the dwarf is still stuff bad. was fine. Uh, it was like it was like the best part of the show. It's not to say it was good, but it was the only like if the show was just that, I probably would. Nothing been like happens it. though. Exactly. That's, that's the big that's problem, the problem with this show is that like nothing happens for forever. Nothing, and then this... it's like all rushed at the end, and, and it's, it's like not Gladriel obsessively hunting over Sauron the whole season, and then yeah. there's like this whole thing with like the Harfoots, um, which are basically this shows they're basically hobbits um but they're, they're not like so they're annoying, not like right? shire hobbits or harfoots or like a different kind i of i hated thing. every i didn't scene like with <laughs> in the mystery with like the wizard dude i was like is this supposed to be gandalf like gandalf origin stories right this is yeah why he likes halflings I re- there was a lot of conversation about him where whether like who he was like there's yeah. some people who are like is he sauron you know or is he like Sauruman or whatever like no he's gandalf and they yeah. like basically just tell you at the end of the episode. Yeah. You know, and always follow your nose. It's oh, just like, shut up. That was the <laughs> annoying thing about the show. And this is the thing I hate about prequels. And this further emphasizes why Better Call Saul is an incredible prequel. Oh, yeah. I hate prequels where all they do is go, remember? Oh, oh is, remember this? Is that the thing? <laughs> is that going to be the thing? <laughs> is that the thing? Yo, is that going Lord to be of, the thing? Lord of the Things. So much of this show is just like, oh my God, is that going to... Yo, they're going to make that thing from Lord of the Rings. And oh my God, is that Gandalf? <laughs> and they focus so much on like, is this... This is going to build up to this thing in the movie you already saw. Instead of being like, why do I care about what's happening now around that? Right. I didn't yeah. care about any character in this show. Yeah. Which even, even characters that were from Lord of the Rings, I didn't care about. Because I'm like, I know where your journey goes. Like, none of this changes that for me. Right. Jimmy from mm. Better Call Saul <clears throat> completely changes how I see him in Breaking Bad. I will sparingly ignore this show while I rewatch Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Like I will, this doesn't alter it has anything. No effect. About, yeah. <clears throat> I rewatch Lord of the Rings kind of in preparation for this episode, but also just because watching Rings of Power, like I wanted to, yeah. I, it made me want to watch Lord of the Rings just to cleanse my palate. Yeah. And like, you know, the only times that I thought about Rings of Power was just like comparing it and just yeah. remembering how good the Lord of the Rings is and how bad Rings of Power is. And it's sad because I had like false hope early on. I was like, this might be like, okay. Yeah. You know, I was like, this could be at least decent. Like, like maybe it, it, it could might, at least it, be better than the Hobbit movies yeah, or maybe I, I about f- the same. The first episode, I was like, maybe this is better than the Hobbit. I don't hate the Hobbit. I think the Hobbit's fine. It's harmless. Can you know? I, I want to say I, and I wrote this in my notes. I feel like I finally know what it feels like to be a Star Wars fan, specifically uh, yeah. a Star Wars prequel fan. Because, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I finally know what it feels like to be, like, a hardcore uh, Star Wars fan, and then, like, the sequels come out yeah. and, like, ruin everything. And then... I mean, it's just, it's this Disneyfication of, like, everything needing to... 
be explained. Like, but it, it's like, like, oh, the toy Luke played with in A New Hope. Like, oh, the Obi Wan <laughs> show establishes that Obi Wan actually got him that toy, and yeah. then you see people. It's just shows are just made for people <laughs> to tweet about them. That's right. all. The, like, oh my God, is this Gandalf hashtag Rings of Power? But, but it's also because like, we were making the comparison with the Hobbit movies. It's like, yeah, I kind of understand how like all the prequel Star Wars prequel defenders feel where it's like hey they don't seem so bad now <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i would rather watch the hobbit movies than watch this show and there will be <laughs> people that like probably grow up on this show and then watch lord of the rings and they'll be like prequels fans where kind of uh, like me where it's like i kind of like i like those original star wars movies they're better but like i episode three is my favorite star wars movie yeah i love that movie so much <laughs> um like unironically completely and but I know it's because, like, I grew up with it. I right. don't pretend to think it's better, but there will be people that grow up with this and probably just prefer it over Lord of the Rings. And it's, it's like, I get that. I don't know, I though. get that man-child p- impulse <laughs> to be like, you are wrong. Yeah. Die. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which, Die. like, really, I don't care. If people like this show, it doesn't bother me because I, oh, I, yeah. I feel yeah. like I know that this show is not, I don't feel like anyone's talking about it. I don't think this first season did anything that was like interesting to talk about. I think anyone who's talking about it. Romantically interested in each other, I guess. I don't know. It's just the Lord of the Rings story is so dense already that like, it doesn't need this stuff. Yeah. And they're actually, they should have made it like its own thing, like focus more on the Silmarillion. But I don't think they could. Cause I think, didn't like the Tolkien estate like give them limitations to what they could actually cover? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's something so it's like with I don't the completely rights. Completely blame like, the creators because I guess they had to, but like at the same time, like why even make this? Right. Yeah. You know? And there was like there there was like a good roadmap to to make a good prequel. Yeah. But they just made all the wrong decisions, in my opinion. They wanted to make it like an action show. It didn't. The show didn't know what it wanted to be. It starts off like this. Show feels like I don't know, like a bad Tinder date, where it's like <laughs> it's like ooh, you get to, you see the first episode is like you seeing the profile picture. It's like oh, they're kind of hot. Like, oh, yeah. It's so bad. You meet up with them. The first date goes okay, <laughs> and then you figure out that they like lied about everything <laughs> and they were wearing a, like a wig or something and they actually live at home with their parents and they don't have hey, a job. I live with my parents. Yeah. And it's just like, you, you just figure out all this. I know I'm just, you know what I mean? I know. Um, but, and I mean, it's just like, it felt manipulative, you know, it just mm. felt like it, it almost tricked me into thinking it was going to be good. And then like, and I was like, Oh man. And just, the way it took that away so fast. And then there's moments where the kid who's for, whose name I forget, who has like the sword. Oh, I forgot it's about like him. a Morgul blade or something. I was confused. I didn't know. I didn't care. Yeah. And then there's the guy who's like, yeah, I heard a Sauron. <laughs> and the music goes, boom. <laughs> the audience knows who Sauron the thing. is. It's the thing. Yeah. It's just all this build up to Sauron. So like, we got to stop Sauron. It's like, well, I know that you're not going to. Until, yeah. like, and you're not even actually technically going to be, like, you're going to guide. It's just, like, I know how they end up stopping Sauron. So, like, having this other random, like, footnote into, like, 
You know, like this show is gonna end with Gladriel. It's gonna be like Yoda, where he's like, "Oh, I'm ashamed. I go to planet and hide away." Like at the end of episode <laughs> three, and then the, oh, that's how Yoda became a hermit on this planet. And Gladriel's <laughs> gonna be like, "I have shamed my people. I must go to the forests <laughs> and wait there for a halfling." <laughs> and then someone's gonna look at the camera and be like, "Wait for a halfling. His name you must oh discover for yourself." <laughs> So, uh, wait, shout dumb. out to the Hobbit and I don't a know. ranger, and and this show is gonna be like, oh, Gandalf likes halflings because of the Harfoots. It's like I don't care. That's a, a that's a that's another thing, and I think I I made that's this why point. He likes short people because <laughs> short people were nice to him. He's so inclusive. It's uh, this show's just all about like unnecess- unnecessary things. Yeah, that was but that was one thing, and I think I complained about it when we talked about the trailer before. Yeah, as that like. Like, I don't remember, like, I know they're not hobbits, but they're halflings. It's like, as far as I yeah, know about, like, I'm pretty sure. Right, yeah. yeah. As far as I know about, like, Middle Earth lore, like, halflings never really were that important in any, like, grand scheme of things. No, that's why Lord you know? of the Rings is such a good story, because they, like, especially in The Hobbit is, like, oh, Bilbo was, like, the one Hobbit that, like, did stuff like that. Like, right, he was an yeah. adventurer, but, like... And then Frodo. But he was problematic to, like, his, like, The Hobbits. No one I mean, there are characters that. in Lord of the Rings that, like, they don't even know what a Hobbit is at first. Exactly, yeah. Like, <laughs> so. you literally, um, like, in Lord of the Rings, there's the part where Aragorn's, like, have you, did you see, like, they would literally look like children. Like, he's explaining to them because they wouldn't know what a hobbit is and and the ants don't know they think they're orcs and i've never heard of a halfling (laughs) so it's like that's why lord of the rings is so cool because it's like yeah these insignificant kind of creatures yeah like these halflings that like just mind their own business and don't really do anything that grand save the world right yeah so and it's like i don't so i don't know what they're gonna do with the hardfoots like like, if they go further, it's like, you know, well, that's an, ac- an inaccuracy for Tolkien okay, lore. Are they but if they to make don't, Nori it's like, like the Frodo? The Frodo, yeah. She's going to be friend Gandalf, and then it's going to be Gandalf. Like, why is her name Nori also? That confused me so much. Right, yeah. Because uh-huh. Nori is one of the dwarves from The Hobbit, and I was like, is that just a cute I, reference? I, I mean, I know it's short. Her name's like Norris or something, but. Right, it's still confusing. But I, I, I was literally like, wait, is it Nori one of the dwarves? Yeah. And I was Dor- like, why is Nori like a Dory, hobbit now? I was, Nori and Ori. Is this weird? It'd be like making a Star Wars prequel and then like you have a character that's named like Boba Fett, but it's like a, <laughs> it's, it's not it's Boba like Fett. not Boba Fett. It's like an alien yeah. guy or something. And you're like, who what? <laughs> yeah. Because Nori, it's not like I Nori don't think the writers name. read the Lord of the Rings. I mean, I think they know Nori's a name. I think they just did it to reference it. Because references are but all. But they're that not matter. even like of the same race, though. They want people with they want people like us to ideally point and go, Nori, I know that name. They want us to point like Leonardo DiCaprio in She's going to turn into a very hairy dwarf man at the end. And then they're going to go, <laughs> you, mu- you must find a dwarf whose name <laughs> rhymes with foreign. <laughs> foreign broken shield. <laughs> we can't say his, his name real because name we don't you, have the rights. His real name you must discover for yourself. <laughs> I hate that line and The Hobbit pisses me off so much. <laughs> Uh, go find this nine-year-old boy. Aragorn would have been like nine at the end of the <laughs> Hobbit, and he's like, "Go find this boy. Be his friend." It's like, how old did they think? Why Aragorn does it hurt was? so much? Why does it? Because hurt? it was it was real. <laughs> Still got some great lines. 
Dude, in this also, show. also, I just gotta say that final shot of Mordor is so funny with the the text change. They, ha- they have a text to explain to you that it's Mordor in case you see Mount Doom and you're like, "What's that?" Yeah, yeah. And so... and and the shot, like the way it's so like overexposed orange. Oh yeah, like they try to make it look like that shot from like like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, they're like, oh, this is like cinema because it's like color. Yeah. So to explain to people who have not watched, sorry, we're kind of going all over the place, but that's okay. To explain what sh- we're talking a, about, the structure of this, sh- we're just talking like the way this show is structured. Oh yeah, it's true. Although we're going more places than the show ever did yeah. in eight episodes. We haven't is even gone into our twenty minute analysis of. Gladriel slow-mo riding her horse across a beach oh and smiling. <laughs> the one time that she smiled. Um, but anyways, so throughout, like through the whole show, there's this place, and I don't even remember the name of the place, but it's supposed to be like Mordor before it became Mordor. Cause it's yeah. like this village where these humans exist. And then crap happens and uh mount doom explodes and everything is on fire Mm -hmm. and the whole place is destroyed and you got this like orc leader character i don't even remember his name yeah he you know he's there with his army of orcs all the good guys have gone and they're you know they're like getting up and they're like oh i guess we can't call this place Whatever it was before, I don't know why they think that. And like, orc, I guess we can't call it this. They like, walk by a village, and, and the orcs are building houses, and one of them says, we need more doors, and someone's like, wait, say that again. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> more good. More doors? Did you, did you make that up? I actually did just That's now. pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, like, that's good. But yeah, so they're like, we can't call it this anymore. What should we call it? And no one even says it. Instead, there's this wide uh, shot of like a, a what kind of shot is that? Like establishing a, shot? establishing shot yeah. of the area. And it changes. There's a text that shows the original name of that place, and then it just changes. The, the to letters Mordor. move around, and it says, "I am Lord Voldemort." <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminded me of yeah, that. Like it's so dumb. It just changes to Mordor, and it, like why, I remember why would they laughing. Establish that through text on screen. Just have someone say it. Right. Well, I mean, like it's really weird. the whole concept was stupid. Was there anyways. ever establishing shots with like text like that? In the no, whole? it's so weird. It's not like it's Robin like they Hood. forgot to like do that and they just did edited it. it was also, that really, establishing really shot, the visual aesthetic that they're giving Mordor has like as it has like it's like Cheeto dust. <laughs> I I hate how it looks because Mordor. So I don't know. I know it's supposed to be like earlier and maybe I don't know. Maybe it like Mordor just completely changes how it looks, but like I don't like yeah. how everything's just orange. It's orange. Like it doesn't look spooky to it's me. It's supposed to be a symbol for Trump. Orange <laughs> man bad. True. Uh, <laughs> That's what the symbol is. Season two is gonna be about like I don't know, the orcs Make wanting Mordor to build a great wall again. Mordor. <laughs> Make Mordor great again. So I feel like I wonder what this I wonder what they're trying to say here. <laughs> it's gonna do like what's you also know by the way, you also know how Star Trek fans feel now. About like Picard and stuff. Oh yeah. I guess we're just living in the times where big studios are just ruining no really IP, good IPs. Every IP we hold dear 
nothing sacred. Nothing is sacred. And now they're, Narnia they're, fans they're even, are very nervous right now. We've gotten lucky with Blade Runner so far, but I already know they're going to ruin that. They're doing a, they're doing like a f- Amazon show for Blade Runner. I'm pretty sure. Didn't they do like a cartoon show recently? Yeah, and it sucked. So boring. so you can't even say Blade Runner anymore. But the animation show, it was. I wouldn't even say it sucked. It was just kind of boring. Okay. I wouldn't say it was offensive though. It's just, just like, like it was, the first. Movie. It was just no, like just who cares? It was kind of just like a who cares, you know? Yeah, but, but yeah, like, like Narnia fans are now nervous. There's rumor that Greta Gerwig is actually going to direct a couple of the Narnia movies. That'd be cool. It's not. It hasn't been confirmed, but I'd be okay yeah, with that. Like after her Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah, Greta Gerwig's awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. down. I still Barbie, looks, Barbie looks actually really funny. I still like, haven't seen any of her movies yet, but like oh, she, I hear she does good, good stuff. Frances Ha is really good. I like Lady Bird. Wait, um, Frances Ha is as uh, Noah Baumbach though. Is it? Yeah, she did Lady Bird in Little Women. Oh wait, no, she just sorry. She um she's just the lead actress in Frances Ha. Oh, I'm okay. dumb. Yeah, no, she she didn't direct it. She is just an actor. She's the lead actress. Right. In it. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry guys. No, <laughs> yeah, she's only directed like three movies. You're right. Yeah. I, I see her <clears> such <throat> as, as such a director, but she's definitely more of an actor. I want to yeah. see Little Women. I heard that's like awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Barbie. Sorry, looks guys. Great. <laughs> what I was saying is like, like now Narnia fans are nervous because like, like yeah, you're right. Like nothing is nothing is safe. Nothing yeah, is it's safe like Gregory was good, but I, yeah, I would still be worried. Yeah, because it's like still the, like the in modernization. The hands of I just hate how the way things are modernized. Right. It's all just so like obvious. Like none of it will age well. You know. Yeah. Like none of it just feels like oh man it's just it's all made with like right now in mind you know what I mean right like yeah. everything only has to be applicable to like the this radius of five years mm-hmm. you know and then ten years from now it's like you go and watch no one no one's gonna care about watching Picard or Rings of Power ten years from now <laughs> people are still gonna just be like what we're gonna have like eight K remastered Lord of the Rings things coming out like. But no one's gonna care about Rings of Power, right? Know? Yeah, I don't I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm I still like don't really believe that they're gonna like do more seasons. Yeah, there was you know rumor... how I'm starting to see stuff like this. Sorry, like this will be a really short tangent, but it's it's like with video games where like let's take like Konami for example, where it's like. They made Castlevania, like Symphony of the Night, and all these like really good Castlevania games that like everyone loves. And then the director leaves Konami. The director makes his own game that's like not Castlevania, obviously, because he doesn't have the IP. And so Konami puts out a new game that's like really bad. Yeah. But it's like, but that's not Castlevania, you know? Yeah. Like the thing that the guy made. <laughs> Even though it's not called Castlevania, that is Castlevania. It's like I follow people now, not IP. Right. And at this point, it's like, yeah, it's like it sucks when like an IP we like is, you know, kind of trashed on. But we have such a connection to the people who make those things originally where it's like my my brain will never assume that rings of power actually happened you know what i mean (laughs) not in like real life but in terms of like i'm never gonna watch lord of the rings and my brain will never conceive that rings of power happened like in the universe that it has any effect yeah like yeah uh it's just it's 
nice to be out because a lot of people take it so seriously where it's like no this has to be like canonization is like way too important to a lot of people it's like with star wars i, th- like, I think some people are kind of ocd about that kind of that, stuff that's the pro that's why star wars fans are how they are because that's all star wars is now is like canonizing literally everything well yeah like everything has to have like a, a story behind especially it. when like star wars isn't like really it's not like based off of a book or anything. Yeah, like yeah. everything that comes out Star Wars like has to be canon. Yeah, it's just like oh, you saw this character eat a BLT sandwich in this movie, and now when the prequel happens, there's gonna be a scene where he's at a diner and someone's like, "What do you have?" And he's like, "I don't know. What do you recommend?" And he's like, "I'd recommend the BLT." And then it's like, "Oh my god, that's like why he eats BLT sandwiches." <laughs> It's like, that's just like... That's why his last name is Solo. People, that freaking Leonardo DiCaprio picture of him pointing at the screen Mm -hmm. is just like directors (laughs) and CEOs saw that image and went, that's our marketing strategy for the rest of our lives. We can use that. That's what every... You know what? I'm going to say it. That's why, even though I don't know if I'm going to see it, I'm kind of like refreshed that like Avatar 2 just like came out out of nowhere because like who cares? But there's this huge, humongous, high budget, stupid, crazy looking blockbuster (laughs) movie and it's just like a sequel to some movie that came out 13 years ago. Yeah. And like people are like, cool, dude. (laughs) It's not just some like pre... It's like... No one really cares about Avatar, but it comes out and people are going to see it. And it's just like, it's bringing me back to like before this was a thing. Right. I kind of respect it. Because like Avatar was, there was a time where Avatar was like, it was a new thing. Yeah. But it's like just have this new thing where it's like no one thought it'd come out, whatever, who cares? And it's it's just like a new thing. It's a sequel. Like It's not like a prequel that's like trying to like be, oh, this is out. This is why Jake Soli likes to wear all star Converse. <laughs> I don't know. It's at least we got Dune. Yeah, and like Dune, we, I was talking when well we watched. So uh, I watched Peter Jackson's King Kong recently. We were like, man, we had it good with blockbusters back then. Like people thought this was middle of the road for a blockbuster. Yeah. Now it's like, dang, if that movie came out now, it'd be like an art house film to people. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's like, in, but it's like, yeah, we are getting like Dune now. Dune was really refreshing. I don't care about Avatar, but I'm so I'm glad it's out. You know, it, yeah. it, it's just some director. He James Cameron's a freak. He loves <laughs> Avatar so much. He loves water. He like will personally kill anyone that doesn't go see it. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. Did you see? He was like, there's like interviews. He was like, yeah, what I. I I sent the script for Avatar four to like the higher ups, and they couldn't believe their minds, dude. He's like so he's so full of himself, and he's so passionate about Avatar. I mean, to be fair, he's in a lot of competition, so I'm I'm sure he's like trying to you know hype it up as much as he can. Oh, he's totally it's totally marketing stuff, but like I I respect it, yeah, because it's just like a dude making a thing. It's not like it's it's not just trying to because really like. Hardcore Avatar fans don't really exist. The dude, it took no. him 13 years to. I mean, they probably do, but like. They're somewhere out there. Yeah, it, it's only in conversation because it made a bunch of money. Right. And it took 13 years for a sequel to come out. And it's like people are going to see it because they remember the first one. Right. <clears throat> but any company, if this wasn't James Cameron, he wasn't rich and couldn't just like basically force a studio to let him make it, it'd never come out. Right. And I it just, it's refreshing to just have something because someone wants to make it and not because like like 
someone was forced to make it. Right, yeah. You know? And that's the thing is, like, Amazon saw an opportunity to make a Lord of the Rings thing, and they got a bunch of people and said, make a Lord of the Rings show. Instead of, like, people being like, we have an amazing idea, please let us make this. Oh, yeah. It was it's, basically... It's always the opt- I guess that's the whole the tangent one about James Cameron is that he is, like pushing studios to let him make something instead of studios pushing directors to make something. Right. Yeah. That's and the he big took difference. Time with it too. That's a huge difference with, I, I think modern stuff now is no, like yeah. the companies are telling people what to make instead of people convincing companies to let them make something. Right. Know? Yeah. And they basically, I mean, this Lord of the Rings, I mean, Rings of Power is basically just a response to Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, the Amazon it's, wants It's their just own a Game part of, of the streaming wars, you know? Yeah. And now Netflix, they have Narnia, so that's obviously a motivation for them. Every time some show comes out on a show, it's always like, oh, is this Hulu's Game of Thrones? Is right, this yeah. Disney Plus's Game of Thrones? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's that's all it is. It's like everyone wants, like, the show that people subscribe to them for, you know? Right. Yeah, and, and and I am refreshed also by like you know like maybe some indie films that like uh, are kind of in the same genre like The Green Knight or yeah. The Northman. You know, I I love yeah, stuff Northman. like that. I was even refreshed by The <laughs> Batman because that yeah. that was just like Matt Reeves was just like yeah I really want to make this. And <laughs> yeah. When people are like oh my god was was that character in that scene Robin and he was like <laughs> no. no. <laughs> He's like I'm not. He's like I'm not setting stuff up like that, dude. I'm just making a movie because I like Batman. Yeah, it's refreshing, and it's probably gonna get exploited to death. And I'm sure we'll see Joaquin Phoenix walk in epically at the end of Batman Two. Oh yeah, we got the new Joker movie coming out. <gasps> What's it called? Like Joker, Joker 2, Two, Amelie du Fromage. Yeah, so cool. It's intriguing. I'll watch it. I guess. Anyway, I kind of I feel like we have to. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. I can't wait. I don't know. Never know. The fact that it's a musical. The Joker the was a masterpiece. I, oh my god! <laughs> the only reason I want to see it is because it's um, it's a musical, and that seems hilarious to me. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Anyways, this is a whole episode about a whole bunch of stuff, and we're not even staying on yeah, top true. of that. Rings of uh, power. Um, I wanted to talk about the few things that I liked, just to show that I'm not, I'm not full of hate. Yeah, a hundred percent. Only maybe like ninety five percent. Um, I think that the theme intro song is quite good. Yeah, Howard but that's Shore. only because it's Howard Shore. Yeah, it's the only song he did for the whole show. The rest of the music is forgettable. Even then, it's still not even comparable to a single track in Lord of the Rings. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like but a, it's still like it's, it's fine. like a decent track from Lord of the Rings soundtrack. It's fine, but he probably made it in like a day. Yeah, you know. I think the visuals are dumb though. Yeah, <laughs> with, really, with the sand and the everything. Sand. Like, what's going on? <laughs> the sands of time. It's like I don't know. Take notes from Game of Thrones. Like those were awesome. They, the intro should have been like overly jacked, shirtless elf people like <laughs> forging rings. <laughs> well, yeah, like do something like legit, interesting. You know? I don't know. It should have been like that. There was like that leaked footage of like it wasn't ever meant to like be an official thing, but it was like the corny like the cast like. In like a black environment, it's just like silhouettes, and they like fade yeah. in through a black screen, and it like looked like a, a cologne commercial. <laughs> that, sh- that should have just been the intro. Been, yeah, I would have like respected if they that just made have been the corniest than, intro. Would have been better than sand on like whatever they were. They looked like drum. They were on drum heads or something. Going, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is on your list, but one thing I liked is that. Um, 
you remember in Fellowship of the Ring, the really hilarious, probably only like bad. really dated visual when like Elrond's face is like faded in. Oh yeah. <laughs> they kind of reference that. They have like a scene where Elrond is like it's like a half fade and it's like the same shot. And I was like, that's kind of funny, actually. I forgot about that. It's very brief, but I was like, I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Remember this? Yeah. Uh, no, that was not in there. Sad. Um I like the use of real locations, yeah, which some, I feel like is like a bare sometimes minimum. Sometimes there was actually thing. good sets. Yeah. Not all the time. Sometimes it did look overly CGI. Yeah. But there there was an attempt, you know, to have some real sets and locations. It and shows its budget sometimes. Yeah. 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 For sure. Especially the first, like two episodes there was some parts where i was like it's like an actual set like it's yeah. awesome you know it's great yeah. and along those same lines i like the use of prosthetics for the i had a misprint here i typed orca instead of orcs <laughs> for the orcs as opposed to cgi yeah same which I this like is that. one thing that i appreciate they have that. on on the hobbit you know i also liked i was really confused i'm not like I, I like Tolkien stuff, and I know a lot of lore. I don't know every. <laughs> right. I don't know every detail though. Right. I'm not like a freak. Yeah. You know, I am a normal human. Like some of you out and there, and I'm not going to come on here and pretend I knew that orcs at one point died in the sunlight. I kind of forgot that was a thing. Oh, they well, they kind of made that a thing in the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, they mention it. I remember because <laughs> I, I remember I was like, there's so many things in Lord of the Rings, like sometimes like just dialogue, and I was like, oh yeah, they just do mention forget. like yeah, yeah. they're like orcs that can be in the sun, like they mention that. Yeah, and I always like forget that's a thing, and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool that to like see that. Yeah. Although you know. I felt it was kind of inconsistent in this show. It was, yeah. It's like, they just why need are those orcs not dying? Well, because they have, like, shawls over there. They just need a hood, and like, they're fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then why are we bothering with whatever? Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, and no, also, prosthetics are awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was refreshing to see that, because, like, The Hobbit was just too much CGI, and it was too cartoony. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. And uh, I already mentioned this before, but, like, Durin was, like, the only actor-slash-character that I liked. Yeah, I Even though I the... didn't really like that storyline. Yeah, like, the, it didn't happens. go anywhere, but I liked his characterization. Yeah, I, I liked his I, presence on the screen. I liked seeing, like, the dwarf city and, like, a dwarf society. That was yeah. actually kind of cool. I, I like that. Yeah. But, um, then, but then, of course, it becomes all about, like, oh, my God, Mithril. I know what that is. <laughs> they found Mithril. We need and then, to have and the then there's all this drama of, like, oh, no, we can't mine anymore. And I'm like, well, I know Frodo Baggins has a whole mail of Mithril in Lord of the Rings, so I know they're going to get more of it. Right. It's just all these things that get set up, like, oh, no, the drama. But it's like, I've seen Lord of the Rings, though. I know that. Yeah, it's they're not be... making it interesting yeah. at all, really. They could have just had it been like, oh, they discovered Mithril. I, I hate when prequels have, like, drama and, oh, no, is this going to happen when you know it won't? Right. Because you've seen the original thing. Yeah. And, and if Better you Call ha- Saul did great at that. if you haven't seen the original, it's like, why would you care about the drama of, like, this or? Right. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, they can't make cool It's dumb. I mean, you could have it, like, how Better Call Saul did it is, like, introduce new characters. But, like, that was another one of my notes is that, like, I didn't care for anyone, really. I didn't either. I don't, like, aside from, like, thinking Elrond, in terms of, like, characters, like, Elrond and, like, Durin, that whole thing was, like, the most interesting aspect. But 
that's not really saying a ton. Yeah. It's, yeah. And like are the main characters, like Galadriel, she's so bland and yeah. unlikable. And it like, just doesn't I know, seem like Galadriel to me. Yeah, I know we're not. <laughs> Which I know re- it's like younger Gladrail, and this is. Yeah, and we're not. It's really... probably going to be like, oh, she's like amped up and angry and just wrathful and wants to kill Sauron, and she becomes the real Gladrail in the end. But it's just, <laughs> I don't know. The I mean, it's not I, like it's not like people are unrecognizable. It's not like a person would be unrecognizable because they learn a lesson about revenge or whatever it's like she should at least resemble the original character to some degree to some degree yeah and i'm not saying she has to act the same way but like no i can't picture her being like becoming who she is in lord of the rings you know what i mean right and i don't know it just she's not even just she's just not even likable like you can have her be like frustrated and angry i guess but like, give us something to like care about, you know. Yeah. She doesn't smile. Uh, well, people are gonna accuse me of being misogynistic. <laughs> like, oh, she you never smile more. <laughs> well, I no. mean, it's it's not that like, oh, she never smiles. Like wording it that way is maybe like broad. I say but the same thing about. Basically, she just doesn't have many. She doesn't like have a personality really. That's right. the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Personality for, like, every... is like, I want to kill Sauron. There's the elf guy whose name I forget. He has the short hair. He teams up with the kid who had the sword. I don't know. Oh yeah. He ha- he's the elf. He has the armor with like the face on it. He's, he's like the other main elf. He's he... basically the, the gray worm. <clears throat> yeah. Of Rings of power. <laughs> he doesn't really have like a personality. None of the characters, the only person that resembled having a personality to me was like Durin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like his wife, you yeah. know, because, you know, they're, like, all fun and everything and, like, have, you know, very colorful personality. I'd, I guess, like, the Harfoots, but they just ended up being annoying. They're just annoying, like, yeah. Like, they are they have personality, but it's not it's the not personality good... I want. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's not, they like... They have personality. It's just forget. It's very cliched. Yeah. It's, like, you have the friend who's, like, the naive, like, ooh, but I'm, like, doing the right thing. And then you have the goofy friend who's, like, ooh, I'm goofy. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm know. goofy. Like, Gorsh. her friend, I just... My ex. I don't know. It's, like, the whole drama of, like, oh, no, we have to... You guys got to march in the back of the line now. Oh and it's, like, gosh. I was, like, why is... Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I was like, why was that like expressed to be such a horrible thing? Well, yeah, and they're all like, nobody left behind. And then in the next minute, like, you have to, we have to leave you behind. <laughs> yeah, just like, there was like all this drama, like, oh, they were pulling a tent up, and then like the dad got his like foot cut or something. No, oh, big deal. And, I don't care. And she was like hiding. Like the, I was like, why does she need to like hide the wizard guys so much? And then, and then I was like laughing because there's one episode where I, I guess we can say it's Gandalf. I guess is it confirmed? Oh uh, uh, yeah, because he says in the last episode he's like, you always follow your nose, you know. Oh my god. I mean, uh, that's you don't remember that? Not really. Okay. I was probably like playing Vampire Survivors on my phone. Or something. <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. Yeah. That that came out a few days ago, so I watched this like a month ago. But yeah, but. Yeah, okay, so if that is confirmed, then there's, like, the scene where there's the tree, and they're like, can you heal the tree or whatever? Um, And they're all like, whoa, the wizard is so cool. And then they're all like, wait, back up. He's doing something. And then a bunch of people get close, and he's, like, messing with the tree, and it, like, almost falls on one of them. And then they're all, like, looking at him scared. And I'm like, they literally were like, hey, watch out. 
it might be dangerous and then everyone gets closer and then when <laughs> it ends up being dangerous they're all like oh the wizard's scary and evil yeah and i was just like all these characters like everything was so like annoying. the whole arc with gandalf was just dumb he's like oh what if i'm evil you don't have to be evil just, yeah i just that's also just seems very inconsistent with like who Gandalf is supposed to be. Like he's basically like an angel. Yeah. But he like is shot as like a meteor onto Middle Earth and he forgets who he is and like he thinks that he's evil, I guess. And the whole thing with Like those... I don't know if any of that is lore accurate. No. But it doesn't see if it is, it doesn't seem like it was translated well. No, it's dumb. It's really dumb. <laughs> uh, Gandalf, I don't want an origin story for you. Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> if they wanted to tell their own original story, like, that's cool to your thing. I just, I've come, I mean, I've already said this a bunch of times. I just, I hate the prequelitis of this, of everything from Lord of the Rings needs an origin story. We're going to focus on that. But you're taking away time from the characters you should be developing, and you have like 12 of them that you're trying to develop right. already on top of trying to make us point and pog there champ is character at the TV. overload, and yeah. they don't handle it well. I'm like, maybe if like they're all together, like the show will feel better paced, but like the way it jumps between all these characters, I literally yeah. forgot about storylines. Yeah, that's something that the I was original. Like, oh, movies... yeah, that guy got like captured and is in like a prison and yeah. And then th- there was a one scene I was I was laughing. I was with Abby and we were both so confused. The scene where he's like caught and then they're about to escape, and then like that one dude gets shot, and it's like five minutes of this guy dramatically dying like oh they, yeah like trying to treat him like barmere and i was like who is this guy that why why are is, why is this being so dramatic that I, is actually my biggest problem with this show is that so melodramatic so much of the show is it trying to convince you that it's cool and it is yeah. not earned all at this, all like snyder like slow-mo so much slow-mo and they're not even it's not even like cool slow-mo and it's like dramatic yeah. it'll music. be like gladriel riding a horse and then it's like slow-mo for a bit and then it's like yeah. why did that need and a to character be... dies and it's like we spent like two minutes with I like, this i don't guy. know who this is i was <laughs> yeah. like why is this why are they treating this like we're watching like Baromir die. That's that's the one word that I would like describe Like they're trying this. to have a Baromir moment with that guy. Yeah. Now. And then it's funny because then the, the elf dude is just like standing there. I'm like, you could have easily escaped but you were just standing there like an idiot. I just feel like everyone <laughs> on the show is stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of like bad writing in yeah. the show. Like there's that moment where uh, the one lady that's in that's in love with the elf guy where she yeah. gets where she gets stabbed and they like take her in and they're like it's like maybe we should take out the weapon or what I fr- i'm trying to remember exactly what it was but it's like well, we can't take it out or she'll or she'll die oh man i shouldn't have brought this up cuz now i can't even remember what it was but i remember it being like well if and- you would have paid attention you knew the name of the thing you would actually <laughs> like this show if i liked the show i would have been paying attention yeah I probably That's the thing is, like, I know people would argue, it. like, oh, well, you don't know you, so you weren't paying it. It's like, if, but if you, you wanted to hate it, it's like I went in, like, <laughs> wanting to like this show and actually very intently watched, like, a few episodes, but I just, like, I. And that's the kind of thing that you can't really prove. I'm above gaslighting myself to (laughs) enjoy something that I want to enjoy. If I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to lie to myself. And I've actually gotten some pushback from people who like the show because, like, I shared some opinions. I don't know anyone that likes this. I know, like, three people (laughs) 
<laughs> but I think, I think me and my older were, sister does, but I mean, they were very adamant. She's also not a loser like me, so there were people who was well, yeah, right. She, um, but she loves Orleans as much as me, but she's not a nerd. She doesn't get angry <laughs> over uh, inconsequential things. So I'm glad That's she's. Good. I'm glad she's enjoying. I'm jealous. It. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, more I don't power even say to I'm you. Mad. I just like. I think it's dumb. <laughs> it's a dumb show. Yeah, but like there are people. There have been a few people that have given me pushback and they're like like oh i hate all the, the the all the bandwagon hate for this show i'm just like just because people don't like a thing that you like doesn't make it a bandwagon yeah that thing, was the problem you know? with like a lot of the conversation was like bandwagon hate but then it's like it feels like bandwagon defense yeah it's like yeah people are definitely just hating it without watching it for sure but people mm. are also were like loving it without watching it either. You know, like people just wanted to yeah. defend it on like some kind of principle. Yeah. But like people who like what most pretty much everyone who has watched the show, like are either just like lukewarm, don't care or just like really don't like it. Right. You know, and I'm not about to say like it's like the worst show ever made. It's really not. It has, it's a competent show. It's just the way, like if this was not Lord of the Rings show, it would be like a very, average fantasy show that mm. I would not watch because I, I don't even think it's like a good show on its own. No, it would be like, like a it's five a bad out of 10. It'd be like a five out of 10 show if it yeah. had not, but just the fact it, you know, it, it does build off of a world I'm familiar with and characters I'm familiar with. It's like really, it, it's completely antithetical to fans of a franchise to just ignore that and just watch it because people are like, just watch it for what it is. And it's like, it should have been its own thing if we wanted to watch it for what it is, but you, you can't watch something just right. for what it is. Especially since it if insists. The on... reason people are watching it is because it's connected to right. Something yeah. Else, and it keeps know? insisting on that too, with all yeah. of its references and such. It'd be like watching It's like Avengers Endgame comes out and it's just like, watch it for what it is. <laughs> don't watch it as a Marvel movie. Don't, don't take infinity war into context, you know, <laughs> or, or like the star Wars prequels came out and it's like, yeah, people were like, we're picky about it for same reasons. You know, it's like, you can't mm-hmm. just like pretend, the originals didn't exist right you know it's like it's hard you can't really expect fans of a property to do that and yeah some people get way too germ- people people do care a little too much you know we we mm-hmm. rag on it on a podcast because we want a topic to talk about but i'm not like this is the first time i've thought about this show since i like watched it <laughs> like genuinely you actually forgot that this i literally we was talking like, wait, about today. i didn't i forgot what the topic was saying <laughs> like we're talking about rings of power i was like, oh my god. i literally was like oh my god i like forgot that show came out um, but yeah, it's it's not like I'm, you know, we're awake at night, like shivering cold sweat. Like, no, yeah. And I even had people that, you know, they were disagreeing with me and I did my best to be like, look, if you liked it, good on you. Yeah. I just didn't. I, I just had, yeah. Like I have this philosophy of like, if people like a thing, I'm not, I don't care about people liking a thing. Art is subjective yeah. for the most part. Let people hate things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us hate it. Okay. As long as they hate we'll it. We'll let you love it. You can dislike things respectfully, you know? Right. If yeah. we were on here being like, man, if you're a fan of the show, just go die, you know, like that. <laughs> die. Like that would be dumb, you know? But yeah. And we're there like are, that. and we're at least able <clears throat> to point out, like there are things about the show that are, that's pretty good and adequate and well-made and yeah, you know, certain aspects at least, but, and if you're like but man, when offended you're, when you're... by the fact that we don't like a thing that you like, yeah. Um, get a life. 
Yeah. There's also this, like, <laughs> Sorry, that is mean. But. There's just, like, that aspect, too, where, um, I don't know, like, recently I was watching the appendices and behind the scenes for Lord of the Rings movies mm-hmm. recently, like, a couple months ago and even, like, last month a bit. Because, like, there's a whole playlist on YouTube. Right. And... I was watching all of it. I'm just like, man, these shows are so passionate. Shows, God, these movies, <laughs> these movies are so passionately made. These actors love these roles, and it's like, yeah, there was probably a stressful element, obviously, a very like just exhaustive element to like making those movies. But like, people were really proud of their work. They they loved the source material. They there's such like a passion that like I feel like has only been to that extreme level for those movies. You mm-hmm. know, in terms of like blockbuster scale, like so much love and heart and like care for like the source material and like where it is. And it was just made out of like passion, right. you know, it's like they didn't even know if like they probably figured it would be successful, but it's not like they had a guarantee. Yeah. But they shot those things. They didn't make one and wait to see if it, they just, they risked it. They shot him back to back cause they believed in it. Right. They tried their hardest and just so much artistic integrity. And then you have something like this where it feels like it's only made for profit. It's right. It's under Amazon, you know, it's the, the marketing for it was like, it's the most expensive movie ever made, you know, it's like, and you have to like it for these reasons. And like, it's just like, it felt like the conversation around it was like, it's really expensive. And like, yeah, if you don't like it, you hate women or something. Right, it was yeah, like a lot of like very like all unproductive. The yeah. Like it's just, it was so much of it was like about that. And it's like, and that doesn't even end up being the problem with the show. Like at all. It's about like the characters yeah. and the writing and like, I mean, you know, I still people have... probably loved working on it, you know, yeah. but. And I, I still had my gripes about some of those things. Uh, Cause like, you know, that was kind of the whole controversy before, like, yeah. you know, anyone knew anything about the show. And, like, you know, a lot of people, including myself, raised concerns. And then half of the fan base and, like, Amazon themselves were like, you're all racist and bigoted. And I'm like, no, like, I yeah. just care about the source material. Like, if you're going to make these changes, I'm, like, open to it as long as you make it make sense to me. Yeah. And they didn't do that in the show at yeah, all. Yeah, that was, like, a lot of conversation I saw. It was just people, like, really just saying, like, this show's going to be amazing before it came out. Yeah. And just being really overly defensive and some people definitely were like in the wrong space of criticism, but some people were just had very general concerns or like questions or like, you know, just very normal things that a fan base would question. Right. Yeah. Because fan bases like their lore to be held accountable and all this stuff. So like people, there were some people being very like reasonable Right, you know, and yeah. I mean, with everything, you know, there's people that are unreasonable, but a lot mm. of the most part, if if you just said like you didn't think the show looked great, like you would see posts of being like, "Wow, all, I didn't know Lord of the Rings and Tolkien fans were also like ignorant and horrible." <laughs> it just became such an unhealthy conversation. That's like all people talked about with the show, and then people wanted to watch the show so they could either defend their point or prove their point right and it's just like no one was watching this show because they were excited for it people were watching this show like almost out of spite so they could tell people they watched it and then be like yeah like no it's actually really good or oh no see it (laughs) is really bad it's like it's like that's what just like kind of like hurts my soul a bit with like in terms of filmmaking is like 
that Lord, those Lord of the Rings movies came out and people just went and saw them because like they're like, oh man, those books were so good and like these look really cool, right? And this one was just like people were just watching it because like out of obligation or like because they spent so long defending it on Twitter <laughs> and now I need to watch it. I have to say that I watched it. And a lot of people probably didn't even finish watching it, but just like they felt like they had to say they liked it because they were pressured into like, well, you have to like it because of this. And yeah, it just became such like an, a very like annoying environment. And I'm just like, this is not why I watch shows or movies. <laughs> like I want to watch it because I like Lord of the Rings and as a geek nerd, freak like i'll have nitpicks with things but at the end of the day if the writing and characters were going to be good i i don't care what they do they could have all been whatever you know it could have made up their own type of character and stuff that was never in tolkien i would have accepted it if it was good but at the end it was marketed as a direct prequel to the jackson movies in Mm. a way and the story ended up being nonsensical and like no one really talked about the show after it came out. The most conversation this show ever had, especially online, it only ever trended like before it came out in like those first couple episodes. But the last yeah. few, I was like, no one talked about it. No one I knew was watching it. It never trended online anywhere. It was just like, yeah. man, like that show came out and it just like faded away before it even ended. And that was like one season. Pretty they much. think they're going to do four more. It's just sad. Like it's not like yeah. it's it's not exciting to me to just have like it's like yeah there are aspects of it. It does take lore into account. There are interesting lore things that are from the Silmarillion, and you know some people can just casually watch it. They are disconnected from online. Just like yeah, it's a pretty cool show, but I don't yeah. know. I just felt like it was such an unhealthy experience yeah you know and if just the if whole it came thing. out if that never happened and it came out and most people were like this is great this is amazon's game of thrones and i didn't like it i would have just been like cool enjoy it i wouldn't say Whatever. it like i'm not gonna say anything about it you know unless people yeah. ask but but the whole thing is just cynical and yeah it was very know. it was very cynical and it, it just had the opposite tone of like what I usually associate with Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is very like open and peaceful and caring and about love and right, friendship yeah. and perseverance and you know and and this one just became about like people desperately trying to like vindicate themselves over like their pre-established thoughts and yeah. you know that's just a it's sad that's, to see. That's a, you know. you know, the online sphere. There's probably so many people that would listen to this and be like, I didn't even know there was discourse <laughs> over that. But. Well, it was sad because, like, I had to, like, dip out of some, like, you know, some of the Lord of the Rings online communities because, like, the fan yeah. base was so, like, torn apart. Yeah. And it's it was sad. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Like, I'd go, I would, like, ch- I don't really check Reddit, but I was, like, I checked the Lord of the Rings Reddit <laughs> out of curiosity, and it was just <laughs> all people just, like, Murdering it was like the battle of five armies. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's like after the Hobbit came out, I was just like, all right, we're probably gonna start getting like mediocre Lord of the Rings content. You yeah, know? well, at least we got the Jackson trilogy. Yeah, and the Rankin and Bass cartoons. <laughs> it's, it's it's so sad. I think Rings of Power is like the worst Lord of the Rings adaptation to come out. I think it's worse than yeah. It's barely an adaptation, even. Well, yeah. That's but, a, like, it's the, worse than the Rankin the and Bass cartoons. It's worse than the Bakshi cartoon. 
Yeah, I would that's rather watch those. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're those uh, I like I love those because like I I grew up with the Rankin and Bass cartoons. They're interesting. But they at least have like something that has it's they at least have lasting power. Right. Yeah. You know, like people still like think of Great them sometimes, music. you know. <laughs> I just feel like when people think <laughs> about this show, they'll only ever remember like the discourse and like yeah, the how, controversy like, for, and such. Yeah, which is like sad, you know. It's like and if the show ended up being good, it that's the thing. A lot of shows have controversy and they come out and are good and then no one thinks about controversy again. But if yeah. this ends up being the lingering like reputation of this show i think that says a lot about the show itself yeah if that's like the only interesting thing to talk about around it because like hmm. there's things i'm like oh like isn't it interesting that like sauron was that one guy though it's like i don't care it's <laughs> that's or we that didn't gla- even really the, talk about that that much but we probably the, don't even have time but or that they had um i don't know they showed stuff that like we heard about in Lord of the Rings, and we got to like yeah. see it. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. There's everything with a seal door is so forgettable. He's which so was lame. sad because when a seal door showed up, I was like, "Oh, cool!" <laughs> a seal He's door. so lame. <laughs> it's yeah. very dumb. But yeah, I don't know. There's also the the fact that Peter Jackson was like supposed to be kind of involved in this, and they ghosted him. He was like, oh, he was like supposed to like consult in it, kind of, and like, yeah, he said in interviews, he's like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but they haven't. I'm surprised been he was willing to. Well, I, don't know. I doubt he was gonna like executive produce or anything, but they were probably no. he was probably just gonna give some creative input, right? Yeah, but they just stopped contacting him, and he's like, they oh, probably I, didn't like his know. ideas. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. They're trying to make it their own thing. I don't know. Probably who cares? Yeah. The Peter Jackson trilogy is the racist trilogy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> my god yeah but um yeah there's a whole lot more that i could say about it but yeah i don't know i gave i gave the show a three out of ten there were some things i liked about it but ultimately yeah yeah. i would never go as far to say it's the worst show ever made but it's just i wouldn't even say like to me it almost was like I don't even want to say I was offended. It just bored me. Yeah. Because to be offended would to almost give it too much credit. I was more offended near the end. Yeah. The which is like the things that they did with Sauron. It just became like. the making of the it, rings yeah. and Gandalf. It was just all dumb. That's where I was just like, this is so dumb. But my brain, it, it just feels so far off from like Lord of the Rings that like. Yeah. I can't, I don't even, Which is like, a, it's a good thing. Yeah, like, I, I can't. We can separate the two. <laughs> it's impossible for me to consider this canon to the movies or even the books, really. Right, even yeah. though it does use some lore stuff that's real, but to me it just feels like, it just feels like something that, like, is so weirdly inconsequential, even though it is not supposed to be. Right. It's supposed to be, like, the prequel to lord before the fellowship before the hobbit even yeah like but i don't know my brain just like doesn't care no and i'm like i will probably curiously check out more seasons as they come out but i don't know just out of like morbid curiosity yeah like i i don't know i think some people are a little too freakishly obsessed with like thinking it's the worst thing ever i'm like yeah it's like it sucks but like are you do you really 
can you really pretend this is like an official prequel? <laughs> like, yeah. like with Star Wars, like the prequels, people who hate the Star Wars prequels, it's a little more warranted if they do. I like them. I love them even. But yes, you but do. <laughs> for people that really hate them, it's almost more warranted because every future Star Wars thing after those prequels still kept them, held them into account. Right. And these yeah. feel like they're never going to have an impact on any other like yeah. Tolkien like movie or show that gets made, you know. Yeah, and I don't see like if they do do another season, I don't see it like going past a second season. Like we're not going to get a young Elrond TV show like from Rings <laughs> of, you know, like we're this is going to be its own thing and it'll like probably just kind of fade away when people don't really <laughs> care about it. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, it's not like, you know, we'll probably continue to get Lord of the Rings content, but I, you know, those movies, anything after the original movies, it's like, who cares, you know? Yeah. Uh, who cares? It's a story. That's our review. It's a so <laughs> Yeah. Like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Because we're busy, busy, frightfully busy. Hey everyone! I We're can't. Back. Ca- I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. <laughs> I can't. I can't hold in this fart. Your accent. It's a SpongeBob joke. You wouldn't get it. I feel like I've heard that one before. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I have heard it before. It's the rock it's bottom funny. people who fart in between every word they say. Oh, okay. They just gotcha. go. Very nice. I love it. Anyways, it's been a so month. We're back. It's been basically a month. Sorry, this is a very, uh, very different episode because um, me and Mitchell's lives have been very busy lately. Very busy. Very, First of all, very Christmas. Not only did it take forever for us to actually like record what you guys have already heard. Yeah, the first part. It, it then took because <laughs> like after we stopped talking about Rings of Power. It, it was really late, you know. Me and Mitchell are old men. Yeah, I had to work. Like, like at, I had to work at like six a.m. Yeah, and so uh, we're like, okay, we can just do it. And we were thinking like maybe a few days from now, but then like stuff happened. I got a new job, and yep. like I was working late into the night. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Yeah. And then like. Uh, stuff with Mitchell. Yeah, happens. I was going out of town for like Christmas stuff with my girlfriends, and then I was getting sick. And you got sick. Um, it's just been like, it's been crazy. There's man. just been no time. And then, oh yeah, and then there was that one day where there was a lot of snow, and you're yeah. like, I don't want to drive. Yeah, because I was like this. driving home, and I like skid like five times, and yeah, I was like, do I want to go out? Bad. And I was just like, uh, I was kind of, I was just like, oh my god, I don't know. I just want to stay home. So yeah, we're f- we're finally back. Finally, to finish this episode after Christmas, and <laughs> uh, and now we're here. Yeah, we're ready. We, we started this episode like bef- after Thanksgiving, and now it's after Christmas. Yeah, now. we we don't often Happy holidays, we don't everyone. often have to split an episode into like a single episode in the multiple yeah. recordings. Yeah. Well, when we rant about Rings of Power for so long, it's yeah, like, we got very we got uh, very passionate about that one. We did. It's time to get passionate about some other things. Really quick, I just wanted to give like maybe five, ten minutes talking about 
House of the Dragon. I watched it. Mitchell hasn't watched it yet. Yeah, I'll probably watch it eventually, but... You should. Yeah. Uh, because I really liked it. Yeah, I've heard it's like... Like, another person I, I follow had mentioned, like, they didn't expect much from it, but they were really, really impressed with it, and even just, like, the story and yeah, see, that's the writing. Yeah, see, that's the thing. A lot of people are saying it's, like, a surprise hit, kind of. It is, and it, it does tie in with uh, the whole thing with Rings of Power, because... They're kind of competing. Yeah, and both shows were kind of announced at the same time. And, you know, Rings of Power, I was like, "Uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's good. And then House of the Dragon, I was like, that's not going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) Because um, I guess to give my relationship with the show, I, you know, I watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, which I I have also seen it it, for the record. Um, to the point where I remember when it was like coming out, like around like season like three and four, like I was like, this might be my favorite show ever. Mm-hmm. I like loved it. And I was watching it every week it came out and yeah. I watched it until the last, la- I don't think I actually watched. I don't think you did. I don't I, think you finished. I it. think <laughs> I, I started watching like the last season and then I, I just looked it up videos about it. I didn't want to finish it. I just like the season before that started falling for me and I just really didn't care anymore. And then I just looked up how it yeah. ended and I was like, I'm not, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of game of Thrones is kind of infant infamous by now. Everyone knows that it was a terrible ending. It's sadly more known about the whole ending now than the show. Cause the rest of the, like those early seasons were really good, but like yeah, now it is it's a real shame. Now it's like, it's, I don't ever even want to rewatch it because um, it doesn't go anywhere, really. Well, I started rewatching it, yeah, uh, a while ago, and I remember thinking, be being to. like, "Like, man, this is so good! Like, the writing is so good! Like, I could tell, like, yeah, there actually is a difference between the writing, even before like the actual ending of Game of Thrones. Like those last two seasons, like the dialogue is is very noticeable in the way that people are written." Um, but anyways, so yeah, um, Game of Thrones disappointed me, and I just had no expectations for House of the Dragon, which is a sort of prequel show, um, even though the events of House of the Dragon take place like hundreds of years before the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, so is it completely original or did George R. R. Martin have any say in the story? I believe or is it based off yeah, anything. As far as I know, George R. R. Martin does is like involved in the show. Okay. That's cool. But of course, like, you know, he hasn't written anything. Yeah. I, I mean, think if, there was like yeah. one like companion book that talks about the history of what's going on. Okay. But 
So in a way, it's almost doing the same thing Lord of the Rings is, but better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, that's the thing. Like, Makes me want know, to get into the Song of Ice and Fire books. Yeah, one of these days I actually do. If that last one comes out, I'll, I'll buy I them. Read, you know, I don't want to read them because I don't want to like read them all and then I have to wait 10 years for the last one. So I'm like, I'm going to wait till that last one comes out and then maybe yeah. I'll buy them all. Well, I'm a slow reader, so I could get started now. True, <laughs> true. And then by the time I finish it, George R. R. Martin will actually release the last book. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, House of the Dragon, when it came out, like I didn't really... I wasn't planning on watching it. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I started hearing from friends and such like, it's like, it's actually kind of interesting so far. It's not terrible. I'm like, really? Okay. Maybe I'll give it a shot. And, you know, after the disappointment of rings of power, you know, I was just, I was yearning for something good, you know, some good, a good fantasy show to watch. And right away I was kind of, I was getting reminded of the first season of game of Thrones and how things are, are set up and such. And like getting to know all the characters. And I, I remember thinking that Matt Smith was a weird choice for the show, but he's actually like one of the best characters in the show. Matt Smith is actually really enjoyable as Damon. Y- yeah, I was really liking it, and yeah. I started to get like really excited as each episode was coming out. I won't say that the show is perfect, mm. but like I'm guessing it like in terms of the peak of Game of Thrones, I'm assuming it's not like on par with that, but it's like still really good. Right? Yeah, and it's starting. It's it's it has a good start so far. That's good. And the the one thing that a lot of people have been complaining about, and yes, I kind of agree, it has been a little bit of a detriment to the story, is that just in the first season, there's like a couple, there's like a couple of time jumps in the story. Oh, and okay. one really big time jump as to to the point where they had to they got different actors for the main characters for the like the main interesting and such so the thing about that is like for some of the actors it's like they had to get someone else and so it's like wait who who is this oh okay this is oh all right um yeah that's bizarre i've never like heard of that like a show really doing that yeah it's um it's interesting but I, I didn't hate it personally. Yeah. I, I was able to. It sounds kind of interesting. It. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know. Is the show planning to keep doing that? Like, there's this. Not as far as I know. Okay. I, I'm sure, like, where, where the season, where the first season has left off, that's just where it's going to follow from, okay. uh, from then on. It has a very kind of similar similar ending to the first season as Game of Thrones did mm, okay. where it's like the first season of Game of Thrones kind of built up to something and then like this big event happened and so it's going to set off events for the rest of the show. Gotcha. But I guess to explain the story about it, it's basically, I mean, I guess the main character is, there's King Viserys. He's like the king 
of the land. Man, I should have. He's the king of the Iron Throne. The king of the land (laughs) that they live in. King of the house of the dragon. Uh, You know, he's he's the Targaryen king, King Viserys, and he has a daughter. He has no sons. And so that's like the big question of the whole plot is who is going to take his place when he's gone. Because he's also sick. And so people are like, we know he's he's going to die. Like, if not next year, then like, you know. It'll it's it's going to happen. Okay. And so there is like all these characters that have like all these claims to the throne, and they're like scheming and plotting to be like, uh, we're gonna set this uh, him my <clears throat> this person up as king, or I'm going to be queen, or uh-huh. whatever. And all the while, there's his his daughter, who's basically the main character, and. He's like, I'm going to, you are going to take my place as king or, well, queen when I'm gone. And so that makes everyone angry. And thus. It's almost like King Lear, kind of the Shakespeare story. Oh, yeah. Like Ron, you know. Oh, yeah. It's very. Pretty much. Yeah. It's kind of, it almost seems like, yeah, very Shakespearean, like King Lear inspired. Yeah. It kind of of makes me want to watch it more. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like stories. I mean, it is kind of similar to Game of Thrones in the sense that you also had different characters that were like trying to claim the throne or whatever. But this one is more of a focus. There's no like, what what were those people? The ice, the ice goblin people, (laughs) the ice king. (laughs) The uh, the snow trolls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're called. Snow patrol. (laughs) Um. There's none of that. Okay. Because honestly, when I think of Game of Thrones, that was the least the interesting. The zombie dudes? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. I, I, that was probably the least interesting part to yeah, me. Yeah, the show. most interesting parts were was like all the political stuff. Yeah, it was and like everything. the drama. You know? And that's that's why I like this show because that is the focus. That's cool. So hopefully um, it stays that way. <laughs> yeah, no, as I mean, I, that would be really weird for them to introduce anything big. The fire zombies. <laughs> they came from the South before the ice trolls. Yeah. So, but um, anyways, yeah, I, I just, I just wanted to spend a few minutes to kind of praise it because did not expect it to be good and I and I really enjoyed it even with some of its flaws mm-hmm. I mean it it exceeded my expectations yeah so. it, it seems like there's been an interesting habit of like some shows coming out that people expected nothing from that ended up being good and I almost have a theory as to why um like props to the showrunners of this show for pulling it off because they yeah. had a some baggage to get over with like <laughs> yeah. people who like that Thankfully, IP. they didn't have the same writers from game of thrones i haven't watched this other show i'm about to mention but i've heard very similar conversations of like oh like it came out and like you know all the other shows have been bad it was andor the star wars show oh a yeah. lot of because pe- like a lot of this new star wars shows are bad and like people are like whatever who cares about star wars anymore and apparently andor is like there's like, oh, it's filmed on a lot of actual sets and it's actually like really well made and the filmmaking's great. And like it starts off pretty good, but ends like a lot of people are like, man, this is actually some like the best Star Wars stuff, which I've kind of heard a lot from some of the shows, but this seems more like people actually mean it this time and makes yeah. me want to watch it. And same for this. And 
like Rings of Power was like the exception of like the one I was kind of cautiously optimistic for, but like House of the Dragon and Andor, are like oh no, those look horrible. Like yeah. who cares <laughs> about Andor? That stupid Rogue One movie and <laughs> like a, a, another Game of Thrones show. Game of Thrones ended horribly. There's no hope for it, and it seems yeah. like. And I have a theory as to why because it's almost like like Disney and HBO are like oh well they know like. Well, maybe it's different with HBO, but it's almost like, yeah, this is like so specific. Like, whatever, we'll let them do more what they want because not a, a, it'll probably have like less appeal to a general audience. So yeah. they kind of more let the people who are making the show be a little more creative, like on their own terms. Yeah, which is interesting because, like, yeah, to like who cares about this Andor character from Rogue One? Just whatever, right. do whatever you want. Who cares? Just make a show. And then he's like, okay, we'll actually make something good. And it seems like kind of a similar thing with House of Dragon where they might know that their audience is now a lot more limited with Game of Thrones, so they're not mm. trying to amplify it to some like general audience. So maybe the yeah, people like, who are making it have a little more creative control and maybe it's turning out better because of that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, they probably also realize we have to, we have to win these fans back yeah and it's like the opposite of rings of power where it's just we have trillions of dollars put into it and so they have to try yeah. to make it appeal to everyone and so it just ends up being like for no one right you know it's yeah like the opposite problem where they know everyone's gonna watch that show but right. these other shows it's like they know their demographics a bit more limited, so they don't necessarily have to. It's interesting, right? Yeah, and I you think know? that House of the Dragon, basically, they, they're they're doing something that like, I that Rings of Power didn't, and that's like just focusing on character development and yeah. just like setting something up rather than like. Rings of Power just trying to do everything at once and like not having good characters and such yeah. and uh it's just uh such a surprise and and I'm really excited to to watch the rest of the show as it comes yeah. out like it's it's going to take me back to the days where I was excited to watch the next Game of Thrones episode you know Yeah like I I haven't really like watched TV shows in a while but I'm tempted I want to like watch that um yeah. And yeah, there's just not a lot of like TV I watch anymore, like new shows, yeah, you know. Right. But like Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. Someday. <laughs> like Better Call Saul was the only TV show I was watching <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. But there's a few things I actually generally want to check out right now. And um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we'll get around to. But yeah, it's just uh, catching up on so many movies too. Right. It's too much media. There's so much media to consume. I even mentioned like video games and books and. So much stuff. So much stuff. I wish I was just a loser who was only interested in like books or only movies. But no, I'm interested in every form of entertainment for some reason. And that's why we have this podcast. I need to read all the books and listen to all the albums and play all the <laughs> games and watch all the movies and watch all the shows. and Watch all the plays. Eat all the food. That's what you need to get into next. Start, be a, be a I don't know if I could nerd. do that. No, I'll never oh. be that snobby. <laughs> I like. I'll go to a play every now and then, but I, I could never be like, "Yeah, I gotta I go like see." Plays. It. We go I see a play every week. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what are you gonna go see? Like, if you, uh, yeah, you can only really do that town. if you live in like New York, right? Yeah, yeah, or Chicago, maybe. But anyways, I just wanted to say also, uh, Patty Cons- Considine, Considine, 
I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, but he plays Viserys, the king, and he's like, he is the best part of the show. He's yeah. so good. And this isn't really a spoiler because no one's going to really know what this is until they watch this. Mm-hmm. But but if they have seen this, they'll know what I'm talking about. The fact that there's a scene where a king walks to a throne and that's that is the most that is more exciting than anything in Rings of Power. <laughs> that's it's crazy. And I know yeah, there's not really even a lot of action, which honestly is even more appealing to no, me. No, yeah, it's a, just just a lot of drama. Yeah. There is some action and it's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 magic of Game of Thrones was really about the drama. Yeah. You know. And every once in a while it would have its crazy moments. Yeah, you, you got know? like Battle of the Bastards and stuff, but like I don't <gasps> like when I think of Game of Thrones, I don't think of like the fights. And honestly, some of the action stuff was like the worst part, especially later on. So. Right. Yeah, there was a lot there's too much focus. She stabbed on the, the Ice King and he exploded. Spoiler. That was really lame, though. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a clip. of I, That was the clip I saw, and I was like, I'm not finishing this season. <laughs> that was like the, oh, literally... Oh, so you the, didn't even watch the episode? Uh, I, watched a, I watched a lot of clips of it. I think I watched just like... Yeah, I just watched a lot of videos on it and basically saw all the footage I'm better and than you. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't remember how much of the I last went, season I watched. I watched the whole thing. I just couldn't do it. I saw the Starbucks cup in the show. Oh, my God. Did you you hear about that? Yeah, I remember seeing pictures. It was funny. (laughs) Oops. Oopsies. Anyways. Yeah. House of the Dragon. I recommend it. It's on HBO Max. HBO Max. Hobo. Um, Hobo. Hobo Max. And uh, we'll see how the rest of the show goes. Yeah. Our histories. They tell us that Egon looked across the Blackwater from Dragonstone. Saw a rich land ripe for the capture. But ambition alone is not what drove him to conquest. It was a dream. And just as Danis foresaw the end of Valyria, Aegon foresaw the end of the world of men. It is to begin with a terrible winter, gusting out of the distant north. I, Rickon Stark, Lord of Winterfell. Aegon saw absolute darkness riding on those winds, and whatever dwells within, will destroy the world of the living. When this great winter comes, Runera, all of Westeros must stand against it. And if the world of men is to survive, a Targaryen must be seated on the Iron Throne, a king or queen, strong enough to unite the realm against the cold and the dark. Aegon called his dream the Song of Ice and Fire. This secret, been passed from king to heir since Egon's time. Now you must promise to carry it and protect it. Promise me this, Renero. Promise me. Yeah, okay. So that was just my short little spiel. Now it's time to talk about the best show of all time. Oh, yeah. Do you even remember that we were going to talk about yeah, this? Yeah, don't hug me. I'm scared. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
There's three of us, there's three of us, look closely you will see. There's three of us, just three of us, there's Newman, you and me. And every day we all hang out to find out what we talk about. And I'm the one that's over here. It's three of us, just three of us, us three. Yeah, we both watched uh, the new Don't Hug Me, Hug Me, sorry, my nose is a little stuffy. The uh, new Don't yeah. Hug Me, I'm Scared series uh, aired on Channel 4 exclusively in Britain. I we flew all the way to the UK <laughs> to watch it legally. Yeah, that's why. That's actually why this episode has taken so long. Yeah. Because we took a trip to... Um, we used the four dollars we made from Spotify to buy our plane <laughs> tickets. Uh, <coughs> oh yeah, that reminds me, we actually uh, made another ten dollars for the podcast. Give me my money. I, I just haven't had a chance. So I can we'll do it next buy McDonald's episode. when I go home. We'll have tonight. our ceremony. <laughs> yeah, um, it's cut a ten dollar bill in half. I made that joke last time. I think. Yeah, you tried to rip it. I think. I'm so funny. Anyways, don't hug me. I'm scared. Let's talk about that. So, well, <laughs> I just thought of the good mythical morning. So. Oh yeah! As soon as I said that, the music started. I was, tr- playing I was in trying my head. to like hum the melody, but I forgot what the melody Isn't it it is. Do 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 do. Something like that. Yeah. Baka, chicken fire. Yeah, I used to watch that show. Let's talk about that. Let's so, talk about um, that. Yeah, for context, telling uh, me I'm scared. If you don't know what it is. Uh, too bad you you probably you probably uh, living a happier life it's hard to explain um i remember when that video came out like the first one and everyone was like sending it to each other like look at this funny kids video and every, it was like everyone was trying to prank each other with it <laughs> really like look, yeah because that was like the thing with that video that's why it went so viral because it starts off like a and obviously the later episodes they kind of stopped trying to like hide the fact it's like that but the first yeah. one it was like you watch it and it's like oh it's a funny kids video and then it gets all dark and creepy it was like wait what's happening here? yeah so people would send it being like this kids video gets so funny haha ha, watch it and yeah what's your favorite idea mine is being creative how do you get the idea i just tried to think creatively now when you look at this orange um and i remember falling for it and i was like what the and then they like made it, and they would only come out every like few years. Yeah, yeah. They're th- so it was a YouTube channel, and they what they made like six videos, I think. It was six, yeah, over I'm like a sure. few years. I remember the first time I watched the video, a friend was sharing it, and I don't know if he was like trying to prank us. It was more just like, hey, watch this. This is a funny video. Yeah, it was. It was such a like classic internet viral thing where people everyone was like just sending it to each other yeah and i remember my first initial reaction was i was uncomfortable yeah like it was was, because it's like very creepy and uncanny valley and now it's just like oh yeah i'm used to that kind of stuff right same yeah (laughs) but yeah it became a viral sensation it like really started a trend of like shock value stuff yeah you know, they tried to follow that with the rest of their videos, which mm-hmm. I still think that I, I really like those videos as well. The videos are great. They were, um, 
Yeah, the first one, it's not like just shock value. I wanted to value it to that because a lot of it is criticism of kids' media. Yeah. Modern kids' media. There's a lot of commentary underlying. They all have like some kind of purpose to it, you know? And it all has to do with like essentially the. In terms of the videos, um, there's the six of them and it kind of ends up going somewhere. And becomes a little more grand and like cinematic at one point. It's just like really interesting conceptually, and they yeah. seem like kind of pointless and weird and just like creepy for the sake of it. But they kind of have like an underlying purpose. And essentially, at the end of the day, the videos are the point and theme of them was like kids deserve better media. You know, they yeah. deserve well-made media that like, like this. Is, that can teach them something. <laughs> don't, or is, don't have your kids is, watch. Yeah. Me, don't uh, hug me. I'm shows kidding. or movies that have like care put into them. You know, it's a big criticism of like lazy kids media and the kind of stuff like we show our children today. And yeah, um, it kind of has to do with all that. Right. Um, and, and so they like fell off the face of the earth for a while. And then there was like a thing about how they're making a show. And do you remember when the first teaser came out and it was like, yeah. And it was like nothing for forever. Yeah. And then <laughs> that teaser actually was for a version of the show that got completely scrapped. Cause like, remember they were in the village and yeah. there was like this, that, that version of the show got completely scrapped and they redid the whole show. Apparently I kind of looked into it What's a bit. The story, did they just not like it? They like, didn't, they just didn't really like the direction it went and they hmm. just wanted to redo everything. And so, they had this whole concept. I think it was going to be more like serialized or something. I don't really know. It was going to be something a lot different than what we got. And they just scrapped it. And we're like, no, it was a pilot and mm-hmm. they didn't like the pilot. So they redid the concept for the show. And instead of them like being in a town and it would involve like similar reoccurring characters in this town, it just, they made it like for this house and it right. kind of has the spirit of the YouTube videos, but yeah, more elongated. And I think what they ended up going with makes way more sense. Yeah. So the concept for the for most of the videos and most of the show, mm-hmm. you've got three characters, one red guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he's, he's literally called he's, red guy. Yeah, he's just red guy. He's this um and they're they're all puppets, by the way. Red guy is more of a costume. It's a guy in a, guy in a costume. Yeah. yeah. And he's got like it's long like Muppets strands. kind of stuff, yeah. you know? I mean, you guys uh, you'll see in the picture yeah. of the podcast episode but and then there's yellow guy he's kind of like a more normal looking puppet but he's like all yellow and he has blue hair yeah and then there's uh the duck the, the duck yeah he's just called duck right duck yeah something yeah. like that he's green he's the he's the smallest one uh, <laughs> yeah that's another thing too uh, um I guess just to preface the show is like the difference. Like if you've watched the YouTube videos and you haven't watched the show because of like, it's kind of hard to find access to. I mean, you can find it on YouTube, but the show is like more of a comedy. Yeah. It's more of, it's a dark, like the, the YouTube videos were pretty explicitly like, more dry and more focused on being like creepy. Sometimes there was comedic elements, but comedy was almost the exception. Uh, I don't know. It, uh, it was never like I never really felt like the YouTube videos were like they had funny stuff in them, but I was never like this is like a comedy series. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I I guess I always but there's always an element of comedy. But I, the show, I guess I always thought that they kind of blurred the and kind of went back and forth between being horror and comedy. Yeah, it's like horror comedy at the but, same time. Yeah, the comedy was always there, but it wasn't like front and center. And the series I I would just label as like. 
a comedy. Yeah. Like it's it's very I mean, it's explicitly like, funny. It's probably like the most I've which, laughed which was at what, something this year. Yeah, that's that's the element of it that surprised me the most. I was like I was really surprised how hard they leaned on like comedy for yeah. the series and it worked super well cuz I was yeah. like, well, if it's just going to be like the 3 minute YouTube video stretched out like is this going to get repetitive and, and like how is this going to work and the first episode I liked but I was worried it was just going to be like that every episode. Yeah. Um but the way it ends up going and evolving and especially the last episode I was like this is like really cool and interesting and yeah they got really creative it has like a different kind of theme it's not just about like criticizing children's media again it's like another thing you know it's like another topic like each episode is about something else right like um work um or like the job industry yeah uh, funerals and death yeah uh yeah every episode kind of has a topic which i was explaining the the concept for the show but um but yeah so you have these three characters and usually they start out like in the same room or one of the rooms and then uh, this random character kind of pops up out of nowhere and starts singing songs about a certain topic. Yeah. Like getting a job or funerals or whatever. Yep. What do you think we should do? Oh, my, will you look at the time? I'd better get going. Who is this? Why didn't we get breakfast? I certainly wouldn't want to be late for my job, would I? Um... Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> Cheerio, then. See ya. Bye. Wait, can you tell us what we're supposed Oop. to... Almost forgot my briefcase. Look, he's one of those guys who has one of himself. Hey, where are you going? To my job, of course. I've got a million things to do today. A million things? Wow. Hmm. Sounds stressful. Not at all. If you found the right job, it won't even feel like work. In fact, you'll feel like an angel. And that's basically, I guess, the format of almost every episode. Kind of almost to the point where there's like some point where they're just kind of waiting for one to pop up. Yeah. Because they're just like, what? Who's this? Uh, My favorite. We're going to go on this little adventure. Yeah, because that was kind of the thing with the YouTube videos is each time it came out, there's a new character that showed up and like the whole video is like a song. Yeah. It was like a new character that was like tormenting them basically. And it would always start out like, Oh, it's a kid's show and they're singing and then it gets horrific. And the show kind of plays into that, but makes it more definitely more of a TV show format. The whole episode, it's not a song, the whole episode, it's like 20 minute episodes. It's more of, there are songs in it. Plays more out like a sitcom almost. Yeah. Every episode is like 20 minutes, right? About. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, one of my favorite bits was when they just leave the house, like in the car and while they're gone, a guy shows up and he's like, yo, (laughs) take this space soda, drink this space soda. Nope. They're gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, they miss the, it's just like bits like that. I was like, this show is like genuinely like, Sometimes it doesn't even try to be like creepy. It's just like really funny. Yeah. But it's still definitely like it's like it'll have like some, you know, violent moments. Like it definitely does not drop what made it interesting. Right. But yeah. it just accentuates different aspects of itself that make it work better in a longer format. Because I was worried like how are 20 minute episodes of this going to feel? 
Yeah. They, but I just watched every episode back to back, like essentially the length of a movie. If you just watch the whole season, it's like an hour and a half, all the episodes. Pretty much. Yeah. And it was like a super fun to watch them like just back to back. It didn't get repetitive at all to me. Yeah. And there are even some episodes they where they kind of broke the format, you uh-huh. know, like, like there is that one where they literally get to leave their house, which yeah. they never done before. And then I, I guess, yeah, like later as the season goes on, you kind of get this sense that like maybe they are like stuck in some sort of like simulation and, and the characters kind of start to get self-aware yeah. sort of. Yeah, and it kind of leads to this whole big finale, which I guess spoilers for this show. Yeah, uh, which I should... honestly I haven't watched the show in a while, so I'm I'm a little hit, but I still remember so much of it, which is why I think it's like really <laughs> impressive because a lot of it does stick with me. But I I I don't know if I could really say like what the last episode is completely about honestly well pretty much because i actually did watch it recently but i I do have like an idea especially like the last shot you know yeah which is like weirdly like haunting it's like kind of like unsettling like the ending with the shredder yeah (laughs) what about my my shredder (laughs) yeah it's like it's like nonsense like that i was like this is so awesome and like yeah, like the sequence. Yeah, obviously spoilers are going to be kind of out, of, like just random out of order. But um, yeah, like when Yellow Guy finds like he gets like the book and he talks to the woman and he's like normal, you know, like he has his new batteries and he's more like connected yeah. and understanding things. You, I'm assuming like I haven't watched it in a while, but I remember people talking about how like yeah, the book was like too like them shredding that, you know, and destroying it is essentially like them condemning themselves to forever be in this loop that they're in within this show oh, and yeah. stuff. And because the same, um, it gets like really, it's very meta. Like there's a very meta aspect to it, which I always like meta stuff when it's done well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And they're actually, I didn't realize until like I was like perusing around on the internet. I think I saw like comments or whatever. There are moments where it hints at where like yellow guy is like starting to remember because there's that one point where they do the theme song and then he's like, and then I saw another me. Yeah. It just keeps going on. And then you realize, Oh, he's talking about like the other me that he's like seen his reflection of. And And there's the the part where they're in the car and he like looks out the window and he sees his reflection of him from the last episode and stuff. And, and then there's a point where he's like, we're, um, Duck is doing like a crossword puzzle, uh-huh. and he's like, "Well, maybe the answer is uh, we, like it's kind of like when you go up a level, and then there's a bigger version of you, and then you go <laughs> yeah. up another level, and it's a even bigger one, and then you go to the top, and it's smaller ones, and yeah. you realize it's he's, sl- he's yeah, talking yeah. about the levels that are in the last episode. Yeah, he's like, this is gonna sound like nonsense to oh, anyone yeah. who hasn't anyone watched who's, the show. Anyone who's w- listening to this hopefully has watched it and gets it, but it's yeah, it's a little it, hard it, to they, explain. They use the guy because the yellow guy, like. Like they definitely, he was kind of just like a dumb idiot. And like, that's what I like about this show is like, I was impressed of how they characterized them. Yeah. Cause then like, they have like a personality in the YouTube videos, but they, they are a lot different. Like yellow guy. Isn't just like the dumb idiot. Like he actually is kind of just, yeah. he's, he just needs a battery. He's aloof, <laughs> he's aloof, you know, he's a little, you know, a little airheaded, but he's yeah. not like, 
helplessly dumb, you know, like, right. But it, it's funny. Um, and he, you know, he's genuinely like hilarious and red guy is the funniest part of the show. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, maybe we can bring forward invoice day. No, that's baked in for tomorrow. Oh, this is all my fault. Why can't I remember the password? Stupid brain. I know it's in there. Stupid, stupid. Hey, come on. It's not your fault. Mm. You're just a <gasps> Yeah, you can't help it. You're just a huh? But this is like how they, they characterize them all. Like for the show, it works so well. And um, Yeah, they have their own characteristics. They're not just like three versions of the same person. I also like that they didn't rely on familiarity with the YouTube videos too much. Like the, like they had all the stuff with the yellow guy's dad, who I forget the name of right now, but I don't think he has a name. I think he's just dad. Something like, yeah, probably. But there was like, he he was like a huge aspect of the YouTube videos and theories and stuff. And he kind of just showed, like, I remember when he showed up in the the show, I was like, oh man, he's going to be really, but he's really not. He just kind of, because he shows up Easter for the fa- that family one, right? Yeah. And then he doesn't he just and like he, start He kind of shows killing. up in the car too. And he's like, oh, look at this guy. And then the red guy's like, no, get him out of here. And he like, <laughs> throws him out the window. I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be his dad or It was the same puppet, guy. but they just dressed it up differently. <laughs> I found this random guy. Oh, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I almost feel like based off their sense of humor and like the kind of meta humor they have with it, I almost wonder, I could be looking too much into this, but if that's them trying to tell the audience, like, don't take it too seriously that he's in this show. Like, <laughs> you know, like, don't, it's like, oh, get him out of here. Like, oh, look, I found this. Like, oh, there he is in the background. Yeah. So that's a big aspect of the YouTube videos. It's like, oh, his dad, you can see him in one frame in this part. And people got really, like, analytical with their theory crafting and stuff. And I think that was kind of them being like, yeah, don't worry about him. It's like, he was just in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but because this show is very much doing its own thing and they reference and have like Easter eggs to the YouTube videos, but right. I like think in this the last episode contained. where yeah. uh duck and red guy are in the dark in the house. And then they see like the, the dead ver like they're dead versions of the characters from the YouTube. Yeah. Videos. Like the steak guy, like running, it was creepy. Oh yeah. He's like, Oh, I like, look. I like looking at you too. <laughs> I rather like looking at you too. That's <laughs> so good. They're like actually friends. My, I think an electric chair. <laughs> There's like I haven't watched it. What in about some, this cutting board? I remember Turn it so into much. an electric cutting board. I think um I don't want to say it's annoying and like a, oh this was bad way. I think it was very intentionally annoying. But man, the the voices of the twins, Tomney and whatever his sister, like yeah. so annoying. But they're supposed <laughs> to be. They're so creepy though. Yeah, exactly. Like it works. But I was like, oh my god, I want to hear. I, don't want to hear them talk anymore. <laughs> and like their Hello. song was so bad. <laughs> I was like, if I hear the word family ever again in my life, I'm going to freak out. My family. And then they're like trying to spell out an acronym, but then they're, tr- they're supposed to be a- an acronym of family, but then it's like, they're not spelling it. It's out. just like co- random letters. Duck is like, what are we even spelling anymore? <laughs> well, these for puppets. For sharing a bath and C's for cooking family meals H is for haircuts or families and D is for devotion and T is for twins that's what family means to me and my family oh bitch dick
or the um, the freaking the episode with the the worm dude. E- the eagle guy oh my gosh. Or he is actually kind of annoying yeah he was pretty annoying still too funny though i love when he We're gets into the web. when he gets into yellow guy's brain yeah and then he's like turning off all of his imaginary friends in his brain because he puts leave. his podcast on yeah and then <laughs> yellow guy's imaginary brother he's like hey where are you going he's like i have to go and then he breaks the window glass and just cuts his own yeah it's <laughs> so good <laughs> it's i was like oh my god <laughs> I, I liked that like the youtube videos the show had moments of different animation style like there was like stop motion stuff yeah, there yeah, was yeah. 2d animation like weird 3d stuff like it felt like there's a lot of effort like this put show into perfectly the show. like perfectly turns the youtube videos into a show and like in terms of everything that made the video special in terms of uh the the variety of like animation or even like mm-hmm. the set design and stuff like it all carries over and they amplify like every aspect like i i don't think i don't know what the consensus is about how people like the show compared to the videos, but I like the show more than the YouTube series, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. Which I didn't really Which expect. The, the YouTube videos are brilliant. Yeah, they're great. Um, All but, of them are, I mean, some of them are better than others, of course, but like, yeah, they, the show is just a testament to like, you know, it, it, it's just how, how they were able to turn those videos into like just this long, series yeah this I was, season i was really worried how they would because i honestly thought it was just going to be like more five minute episodes mm-hmm. i thought it was just going to be more of the same but they mm. it almost feels like an alternate universe version of it like because i don't think like if they i don't think they really do care about this but i think the continuity of this show isn't directly really attached to the youtube series yeah i think they're very separate entities in terms of like lore you know which i yeah. don't you know you know what i mean like well i think i think cause especially the way the show like the youtube videos like end you know yeah yeah canonically it works because like the last video in the YouTube videos, it basic it starts where it begins. Yeah. And the same for this show, it's a constant loop. Yeah. So it's almost like what everything that happened in the YouTube videos was like a what what actually happened before. That's true. In a yeah. previous loop, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting. It's and just creative. Like all the puppet work is great. The like sets and yeah. it's like I love um I just love the, like, they have such a specific style. Like, you know it's them. Like, the way they have, like, mouths move. They're just, like, pieces of yarn for the, ma- <laughs> like, mouths. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. Just, like, the way they, like, everything visually looks. It's very much, it doesn't feel generic. Like, they're just trying to emulate kids' shows. Like, they right. do have their own, like, style with how they do things. Where it's, like, yeah. it kind of reminds me of, like, I don't know. This might be a weird comparison. But, like, you know maybe you won't relate to this, but maybe someone in the audience will, but back on like the Nintendo 64, for example, like when rareware would make a game like Banjo Kazooie compared to like Mario 64, like you see a rare game and you, you see their style. Oh, okay. Like visually, you know, and then there's other 3d platformers where they're just kind of trying to 
capture the look of like Mario, but it just looks generic. Right. And I mean, what they're doing, they are just trying to emulate like what kids shows would kind of look like sort of, but they, they put their own artistic flair to it. Like they have a personality to how they make things look. Right. Yeah. You know, Cause it's, there's it's also, not just surface level. Yeah. Cause and there's also like a kind of a creepy element to some of this stuff. Yeah. Some of their designs, like, even yeah, because like there still that is that gumball show on Cartoon Network did an episode like trying to parody "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared." Like oh, they, really? And they tried to like kind of visually look like it, <laughs> and I was like, "It's like I weird." Need to watch like, gumball. I've heard it's I, good. I've yeah. never watched it, but they have an episode where they like parody like "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared." And that's it's interesting. Like, it's like you can really tell that's what they're trying to do, and I'm huh. just like, man, it's like impressive to develop your own visual like production set style yeah know? i mean like they started a trend i mean it's, it's all like i think it's like everything has felt like everything's kind of soft looking you know yeah like the mouth like how th- how the puppets move and like the eyes yeah it's really and unique. i guess that's what that's that's that familiar aspect that like it can make it extra creepy when there's creepiness added to it because there's like it's kind of like that uncanny valley, you know, like, oh, I'm this is familiar, but like, oh, this is scary, you yeah. know. And so it's that's always been their their style and like the yeah, the attraction to to what they do, you know. The but, one um, thing I, I think the YouTube series maybe has above the show is I think the songs are more memorable in the YouTube videos, but the yeah. TV show isn't really about the songs as much, so I don't right, know, it yeah. doesn't really like it's not that much of a detriment really. Yeah. The, the strength of the show is definitely the, the dialogue and such. Yeah. I will say though, the, the theme song tends to get really stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's very, it's very catchy. And and I love how they, they do something different. Like every theme. You know. I was kind of worried. I was like, is this going to get annoying like every episode? But then they like start doing stuff in the theme song. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And we live <laughs> in an actual nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I was weird hearing like the red. Like I liked how much he like screamed. Yeah. That's a new no, thing. No, I can't help you. I don't work here. Okay. Fine. Bye. It's <laughs> like, whoa. It like shocked me when he like screamed. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a new thing for the show that doesn't happen in the videos, and it's so Red Guy's so much more like funny. Like he was always like really quiet in the YouTube videos, but they like made him. I mean, he's not always like yelling. Like he's still very like quiet. But, yeah, but the yeah, they, he's head. so fun. He's the funny. He's the, my favorite character. He's super funny in this show. The voice in my head tells me that I don't have the body type to pull off denim, but I just tell him to pipe down <laughs> denim, <laughs> denim. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so good. I think the funniest episode for me that just like got the most laughs out of me for some reason is the the funeral, the death episode. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like duck. Hey, I didn't like that very much. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time for some lovely remarks by the best friend. Well, I'm not the best friend. Yes, you are. I'm your best friend. I didn't. Yeah. We're close. I mean, I know you. I know which one you are. Look, I'm leaving you all my stuff. Yeah, but I don't want it. I mean, that's just that's just our stuff. Anyway, that's our plates. And my diary. There's nothing in it. It's new. I just got it. I could do the lovely remark. I don't want you. I want my best friend. I'm not your best hey, friend. Hey, look. Just speak from the heart. 
nice guy. He's, he's uh, the smallest one. Tell them about the tournament. I don't know about the tournament. I won a tournament, didn't I? Did you? Okay, great. Thank you. Beautiful stuff. Very moving. Now. Actually really nice. <clears throat> hey, wow, I didn't like that. Oh. Yellow yellow guy just pulls out his saxophone randomly. Duck just starts like pissing himself in the coffin. <laughs> it's like this is freaking weird. I love how yeah, so should he like, bleep that? I shouldn't say piss, should I? Piss? I don't care. That's okay, that's fine. Piss isn't a big it's word like maybe that's me. a little piss, naughty. Piss, piss, piss. He peed himself. <laughs> he pee pee. <laughs> Duck go pee. Don't pee-pee. say pee pee. Duck no. go pee pee. <laughs> Um, Duck, at the beginning of the episode, Duck is just reading the newspaper and he's like, well, I'm dead. Yeah, like, they're oh, like whoa, angry. Really? That, they're like <laughs> yeah, jealous. jealous. Like, oh, no, you don't actually die for a while. Oh, really? You die in the lake. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're there at Duck's funeral and Duck's like, I, um, you know, red guy, you're going to do the eulogy because you're my best friend. Like, yeah. I am? What? It's like, yes, you're my best friend. It's like, well, I guess, I mean, I know you. I know which one you are. <laughs> yeah, I know which one you are. <laughs> like, yeah, that was super good. Just to think that they're, like, like they're, they're just three together. people that just tolerate each other. Yeah, like, they're always around each other, but they don't actually really, like, care. Yeah. But then at the end, it's like, oh, I actually quite look i like looking at you <laughs> i like looking at you yeah it's so it's so interesting it's yeah. so funny i mean i i at this point I, I love uh i mean they're they're pretty much just suggested to me on youtube but like just compilations of yeah don't hug me i'm scared just like all the best moments and red it's, guy it's so being good. an infj for eight minutes <laughs> not really I yeah. don't really see those. I just, just they're just best moments from. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. From, from the home. Yeah, I kept getting stuff like Yellow Guy being chaotic neutral for five <laughs> minutes, and I was like, okay, come on. <laughs> Every show gets that though, but I did just see like a lot of like best jokes from the series, and I was watching a lot of those. I was like, man, this show's so funny. It is. It is really funny. It's yeah. like the. F- I think I said this earlier, but it's like the funniest thing I've seen. This it's one of the funniest things I've seen this year. Oh yeah, easily. I. I was super like stoked because I, I was interested in it. I, I I was pretty excited with the concept of them doing a show, but it just felt like it was never going to come out, and then it did. And yeah, um, and knowing it had it, I wouldn't say it had development issues or production issues, but it, it did reset like its whole production essentially after filming like a huge pilot. That's crazy. Um, which is probably why it took so long. They had to like they went back to the drawing board, I guess. But you should look into like what it was originally. There's a lot of like leaked footage of the pilot. Oh no, yeah. I've seen it's really weird. I've seen that clip where they're like doing the theme song and like yellow guy keeps saying like it's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go to the house to meet the one guy. Yeah. And then he's like not answering and then there's like this creepy moment. Yep. Where I forget what happens, but they like they're opening the door, and I think it like cuts there. You remember? I remember the day they like just randomly tweeted like, "Here's a trailer," and I was like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, like when they, it's really like I'm really curious if they're gonna make another season or what they're gonna if they're gonna keep going along with these characters or um, if they would ever do something like 
I mean, this is original, like, yeah. but I'm wondering if they would ever do something new. Because I'm just interested in what these creators, it's like two people, right? It's like this guy in this. I don't even know. I think it's these two people that kind of like direct it. Um, and I'm pretty sure one of them voices Red Guy, if I recall. But um, I'm just the curious. Guy I would voices, watch anything they do at this point. You same. Know? The guy who voices Yellow Guy, I've noticed voices a lot of the other voices. Yeah, it's like some it's of the characters, of and I'm like, oh, that sounds like Yellow Guy right like, there. I would love to see them just like direct like a movie or something. You know, I'm I yeah. feel like they would do something really unique. I mean, I like know, for maybe they would for just the do Don't Hug Me I'm Scared universe, or just something, just different. anything. I mean, maybe yeah. a Don't Hug Me I'm Scared like movie would be cool, but I mean, even if they just directed something outside of that, like I think they're really talented filmmakers. They they have yeah. a really keen for like cool unique production and like creativity and visuals and humor writing yeah. and themes and subtlety i'm like they could probably make a really cool just movie yeah even if it was dog man scared related but even if it wasn't like you know i mean it's just also good <coughs> yeah. i don't really have any problems with the show really. i don't either really the yeah. only thing is is just like maybe one episode is like not as good as the other, yeah. just in my opinion, but they're all just still good and really funny. And in the end, it just becomes this like really like weird sort of existential sort of finale to the show. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if like if they'll explore that more, if they do more of the show if they like actually try to see what happens, you know, like if, if yellow guy didn't shred up that book, yeah, I'm curious know. of like how they would continue this or if they would just like, I have a feeling if they like were going to end, don't hug me. I'm scared that they would do that. Yeah. They would just show like what would happen, but yeah. then that would be the end of it. That's true. So yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I hope they, I would totally be down for more. That's one thing. Like, even if they do something original outside of, don't hug me, I'm scared. Like, I'd be happy either way if they decide to go away from that or continue with it. You know? Yeah, they're creative people. Yeah. Creative dudes. And just really funny. Because, like, I guess I was kind of worried that, like, maybe it wouldn't be as funny. Like, maybe half of the jokes wouldn't land. But, like, yeah. really, like, I did like the, almost every joke landed. <laughs> I did know? like that they... Uh, there wasn't a lot of references like <laughs> like overt like in your face like remember this from the youtube video moments but like stuff like you know there was the clock on the wall and whatnot yeah. but the one that made me laugh was uh, in the youtube video when he like smushes the uh the butterfly's like ah pesky bee and yeah. they have that where he like kills the worm and he's like pesky bee and he's like why does he just call everything a bee <laughs> he just calls all insects bees Duck. it's like stuff like that it's just it knows when to call back and how to not make it annoying right because I, yeah. I was worried it was just gonna be like a little too reliant on the youtube videos but they really kind of held themselves back which and they still had the stuff in there where it's like you could like see it and be like, oh yeah, but it was like appropriate fan service, quote unquote. Right. Which yeah. it's it's just so interesting to see. Like I want to know how they got started. Like how did they? They must have just been really creatively driven to like make something like that first. Because even the first YouTube really, video really is like high. really high <laughs> production value for just like a YouTube video, you know? Yeah. Like it always had like the production quality of an actual show. 
Yeah. I'm like, where did they get them? Maybe they're just rich or something. They have really good jobs. <laughs> maybe, or maybe I they mean, just, maybe they, they would have like, taken a lot of money. Because they haven't, like, directed, like, a lot of movies or anything. So, like, um, maybe they I guess just, I'm just going to have to look into the creators. Yeah, and, like, I'm really story. curious, like, how they got started. And I mean, obviously, like, with production quality as and the viral sensationism of that series, like, of course, someone was going to try to option them for an actual TV show. And I'm just glad that it was, like, a Smiling Friends situation where it was, like, good, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. YouTubers went to TV, and it was a good year for YouTubers doing TV. Yeah, that's you know? it's true. Even though I still need to watch all of Smiling Friends, I really want to. Oh, you haven't finished it? No. Oh, it's super good. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I never, I felt like, I never felt like any episode was better than the pilot, but it's all really good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. I've seen a lot of clips. Yeah. And a couple episodes. And they're doing another season, I'm is confirmed, I'm pretty sure. So nice. Yeah. Good. So yeah, anyways, we really wanted to talk about this show. I don't really see a lot of people talking about it, like outside yeah. of like people in the YouTube comments. I think it's such. just the availability. It's not on like any it's only on channel four in the UK and it's been re uploaded to YouTube, but it wasn't re uploaded to their official channel and it's not on Netflix right. or anything. So it's but you, you can hard to watch. You can watch it on YouTube. YouTube, unless you really want to get a Channel 4 subscription or whatever. I wonder if they'll, like, ever put on HBO or something. Like, I'm surprised that HBO they... HBO should pick it up. It's kind of weird to me that something that big, like, got put on Channel 4, like, exclusively. Yeah, which I don't know. Like, Maybe Channel 4 is, I guess, is pretty big for the UK. I mean, they seem to not care that the whole show is just on YouTube from other people. Yeah. You know? But there's not really, like, one place everyone can watch it. So I just feel like the conversation's been, like, a little muddled, you know? Yeah, it's weird. That's the only unfortunate thing about it. If it was just on, like, Netflix or HBO, well, I'm glad it wasn't a Netflix show because it'd probably be a lot worse. <laughs> but, right. I mean, maybe if it was put on HBO or something at least. Like, maybe it has to be on Channel 4 for a certain amount of time before they can put it on a streaming service. But Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they'll upload it to YouTube themselves after, like, a year or something. Maybe, maybe it'll be like, um, I don't know. I guess there are a couple of shows that have been, uh, that have been like bought by others, like streaming networks, like after a season, like yeah, trailer park boys was true. Wasn't originally a Netflix show, but then Netflix bought it and it became oh. like an, a Netflix original so there and there's different uh, there's other like only um not many people are going to really know what this uh what this is but Olin Rogers show uh Final Space right I, it was originally on oh it was originally uh Conan's TBS it yeah, was re- yeah. originally TBS and then Adult Swim took it so maybe it'll be a situation like that probably i could see it on Adult Swim yeah, it's Adult very, Swim or HBO. I think Adult Swim does, like usually takes on a lot of like stuff like that. It'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, I'm. I we'll mean, I'm surprised though. they didn't for this show. But yeah, I don't know. Channel Four probably just were. I bet it was a situation because like Adult Swim is great, but they Adult Swim probably does. I don't think they're like very controlling, but Channel Four probably was a deal where they were like, we will literally let you do whatever you want. Yeah. And fund it. Which they basically did. They yeah. re they reshot the whole show. It's I like guess. Adult Swim is great, but they probably I think I know Adult Swim does kind of like 
because I've heard like interviews with Zach from Psychic Pebbles talking about the show, and he like like he loves Adult Swim, like he loved working with them, but they right. do kind of like you do have to go through a lot of like okay, may, like you know, uh, change that, you know, don't have that mm. joke in there. So I wonder if Channel oh, Four may if they had been approached from people, um, like maybe Channel Four. I, I don't know this. I'm totally guessing, but like maybe Channel Four was just a situation where they're like, yeah, do whatever you want. We won't. We will not you know, tell you to change anything and we'll fund it. And they were just like, sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a very wildly creative show. So you kind of have to be partnered with someone that doesn't want to control it. Yeah. Cause a lot of stuff on there, like some of the violence or like whatever it's, you can see, I can see other places just when like, you know, censor or like <clears throat> tone it down in some areas because right. it gets pipe down. It gets very, it's not kid friendly at all to say the least. Right. Yeah. Don't but, let, again, don't let your kids watch this. <laughs> please God. Yeah. Don't do it. It's just, don't let the looks deceive you or anything, <laughs> but do watch it. If you're into like weird, I guess we mentioned Adult Swim. It's very Adult Swimmy kind of with its like mm-hmm. feel, I guess. If you like kind of creepy, but also like really funny and really great like British humor, uh-huh. then it's up your alley. Check it out, please. I want more people to know about this show. Yeah. Um because like I've seen, I've seen places like IndieWire and such like name their favorite shows from the past year. Not seen any. Don't hug me. I'm scared. And it's oh just, wow, yeah, it's very surprising. It's considering how viral it was on YouTube. So yeah, it's, it's a conversation for the show has been so much less than the uh, YouTube videos. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely just because of the platform it's on. It's just locked and. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a shame. I hope it like gets put on YouTube eventually by like the actual creators or something. That'd be nice. Or on yeah. HBO or something, you know. Yeah. Oh well. But I Don't mean, have... at least they're not copyrighted, like striking and taking down uploads to YouTube. I feel like maybe they know about it and they're just letting them stay. Yeah. They seem like they would be cool with that because they got a lot of views. They got they're like in the six digits. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind if I were them to be like, oh yeah. Just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Please, don't don't do it. Hug I'm, me. Don't hug me. Hug me. Hug me. I'm confident. Yeah. So, it's better than Rings of Power. That's true. Yeah. That's crazy to say. It's better made. It is. People actually cared about what and it has <laughs> what like it was. a a sincillionth of the budget probably. So yeah. Yeah. You'll have a worm in our brain. Yes, we all have a worm in our brain. Even the worm in your brain has a worm in its brain, and that worm has a worm. You idiot! What? Don't say that what? to me. I didn't Shut mean to. What? I said, you said Turn that you weren't going to talk to him he like that anymore. He ruined it. I'm never going to see oh, that skeleton. Thank you. Well, I'm dealing with you. Don't do it. I don't want to do it anymore. You guys don't want to do it anymore. Please don't you want to go on the computer. Let's go. 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 Let's go.
Oh, really? Yeah. Is that all? It's all. Yeah. It's all got, good, you, man. You got a re- <laughs> you got a recommendation this week? I think I do. Let me double sure check do. and make sure. It's been a while since uh, I've recommended a book on the show. A book. Um, so I'm, I'm going to recommend the book of Deuteronomy. Shut up. <laughs> I don't talk like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That was my miss, that was my Smithers. No, not Smithers. Mr. Burns voice. Smithers. Oh, I don't know what that Every is. Every Simpsons fan just died hearing me oh, try okay. to do that. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so good. Yeah, it was so good. Anyways, so a, a big reason why I don't really recommend books is because I'm a slow reader. But I am in the middle of this book, so I haven't finished it, but I am fully recommending it. This book, it's a thick book. It is a pretty thick book. It's a thick book. A th- Can't say that word. Thick. It's got almost 500 it's pages, th- So, but don't let that deter you. So this book is called Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the Secret History of the 60s. And it's by Tom O'Neill. With Dan Pipenbring. And basically, yeah, I'll, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll explain it. So it's basically everything that, everything you didn't Everywhere. know about the Manson murders. All at once. So, yes. <laughs> Nothing, nowhere, all at the same time. Nothing, nowhere, never again. So Tom O'Neill is this, he is a journalist who about 30, 40 years ago, was assigned to this, basically to make this little piece about the Manson murders. Yeah. And it was supposed to be this simple thing, but he found that the more people he interviewed and the more he got into the story, he realized that there was more to the Manson murders than people have known. And so... What started at this simple as this simple piece that he was hired to do turned into this thirty year long investigation into the Manson murders, the FBI, the CIA, and just a whole lot of stuff. And I'm reading this and I'm like, this is actually kind of concerning. Yeah. And it changes every it's not and don't don't get me wrong, this is nothing. This is like it's not like defending Charles Manson. Like, like no, Tom O'Neill still believes that what Manson that Manson was crazy and what he did was terrible. Yeah, but there's more to it than what people have been told. And I'll I'll just I'll just read the back so that it kind of like kind of explains it more. Uh, Twenty years ago, when Tom O'Neill was reporting a magazine piece about the Manson family murders, he worried there was nothing new to say. Those two grim nights in August 1969 had been cataloged, fictionalized, and mythologized, and Charles Manson became one of history's most infamous criminals. Then, O'Neill unearthed shocking evidence of a cover-up behind the official story, including police carelessness, legal misconduct, and potential surveillance by intelligence agents. Each discovery brought more questions— who were Manson's real friends in Hollywood, and how far would they go to hide their ties? Why didn't law enforcement, including Manson's own parole officer, act on their many chances to stop him? And how did Manson, an illiterate ex-con, 
turn a group of peaceful hippies into remorseless killers. The product of two decades of reporting, hundreds of new interviews, and dozens of never-before-seen documents from the LAPD, the FBI, and the CIA, chaos amounts an argument that could be, according to Los Angeles Deputy District Attorney Stephen Kay, strong enough to overturn the verdicts on the Manson murders. Jeez. And when yeah, was this published? Only a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. So it's very new. It wasn't it is a national bestseller and like New York Times and Washington Post have, have have praised it. So it's not like some random conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah. Like this is legit stuff. Yeah. And I'm halfway through it and it is concerning. And on and there's like more to it, I know. But honestly, the stuff that I've read so far, there's there is evidence to have like like it should have been a mistrial the yeah. whole the the Manson trials and everything interesting because there's some sketchy stuff that went on that's for sure Ooh. Charles Manson was still crazy and those people were still murdered by his people yeah but everything leading up to it that's what people haven't been told so okay. I know I sound like a tinfoil hat guy but <laughs> it's really really interesting and really entertaining yeah and, I'm curious about um, it go check it out. Chaos by Tom O'Neill. That's my recommendation. Chows. And here's a clip from the book. Just kidding. (laughs) Can't do that. Narrated by Charles Manson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or the actor who played him in Mindhunters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Or uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. The brief second that he was in there. Um, Anyways, so... Um, it is, as of, as we're recording this, we mentioned this, it is, we are nearing the end of December and we are heading into a new year, Mitchell. We got to so do our list. It's list time. <laughs> I have like five it's movies. It's list in time. I, I definitely have to, I will soon, but I have, cause I'm actually going to have the time now that like once New Year's is over, I'm going to have time to catch up, but I have like a few more movies i want to watch here. and i have like a couple more albums i need to listen to which i could do at work but yeah um, got some stuff to catch up on but um it's turning out to be a pretty solid year yes for me um both with music and movies yeah music is yeah. like i'm really gonna have to reevaluate everything that came out this year i feel like there's a lot of good stuff that came out this year but i'm like yeah. I haven't really been like keeping track like I have been, so I need to like remember everything and music in terms of music. But movies, uh, I f- I'm s- I think once I get around to watching the last few things I need to watch, I'm gonna have a very pleasant uh, top ten for this year. And I'm really excited. Very pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Me, pleasant. me too. I've been. I just do this every year. I'm just always listing throughout the year. Yeah. Like I have I a couple of movies, notes. I always do with movies, but I, I, for, I just forgot to do it with albums this year for some reason. I'm always so I'm doing like, it with albums. I forgot what albums came out this year, but I know there's like a lot of stuff. that, And there's even one I just listened to recently. I was like, this is definitely one of my favorites of this year now. So Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I've got, I got some pretty solid lists. But yeah, there's a few more movies that I want to see. Not a lot, but... Um, yeah. You know what I think would be an interesting idea too? We don't have to. Um, like we could always, maybe we could like do it quickly in like that list episode, but um this is something I did this year. I marked down all my favorite first watches 
that weren't like new oh, releases from the past year. So like for this, anything I watched for the first time this year, okay, I've been kind of marking down like movies I finally Ooh. watched for the first time. Yeah, no matter what year they came out, and it, obviously you can't I- include new movies because that. But I have a lot of movies I watch. This is a good year for me in terms of finally watching stuff I should have watched a long time ago. Me too. Yeah. I had that month in November where I did that um, scavenger hunt list. Yeah. I watched a, a lot of movies that I've been wanting to get around to. I, I watched a lot of movies this year that were like five stars for me. Like Not like new releases, but just like in general, I got, I've got around to watching a lot of movies that became like my f- some of my favorites. And yeah. it's been a, just a really good year of like discovering things that I adore. And it might be cool to be like our just favorite things we <laughs> maybe watched or if we have listened time. to. Yeah. So we can, maybe it could be a separate episode. I don't know. We could have like our lists thing and our, like our favorite things. We like whatever, but. Or maybe yeah. we can just make it a quick segment in that episode. <laughs> Who knows? But I, I have a good list of my my first watches of movies. And Give stuff. it to us now. Let's just do it now. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, it'd be it'd be. Too this much. is this is gonna be a longer episode, but that's okay. Yeah. Because we all fall. We all fall. <laughs> um. But yeah. Either way, we'll be back with our lists episodes, and we'll. Get around to that whenever we do. It's probably going to take a whole year for us to <laughs> be able to get together again. Like, if we're lucky, maybe we'll get it out in January at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, this video will definitely... This video episode... Oh, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> special video. announcement. We oh. have a YouTube channel now <gasps> that I've been working on, <gasps> but it's it's up out there. Uh, Podwood Forecast... <gasps> Stop. <laughs> Why? I mean, okay, if you want to be excited. Okay. We have a Podwood Forecast YouTube channel that I will be... If any of you guys remember, we have a lot of older episodes that I put on my YouTube channel. And I kind of just stopped doing that because my computer is stupid and it literally takes like a few days just to render one episode. So I stopped doing that, but... I will be uploading those older episodes, but something else I want to start doing is just like uploading highlights, like highlight sections from each episode onto YouTube. And then, which I'm saving up my money for a new computer, one day I'm going to start uploading regular episodes to YouTube again. Yeah. One day. I'm not promising when that's going to happen, but I want it to happen. So, so yeah. There'll be a link in the description, of course, but you can just look up Podwood Forecast, and I'm sure it'll show up. I'm still uploading older episodes now, and I'll probably just, <clears throat> I'll probably just privatize all the epi- all the episodes that are on my channel because I'm kind of tired of them being mixed in with my content, yeah, sort of. Like, I had like my YouTube wrapped kind of thing and the most watched video was our lord of the rings episode oh yeah (laughs) like uh, that doesn't really represent my content yeah whatever so so yeah be on the lookout for that um look out i want to end this episode with a a quote um i'm gonna try to recite it from memory um just remember um i i love everyone uh Every human being has value to what they no. bring to the table. <laughs> oh my god, no. 
And it's, it's a wonderful quote from Kanye West. And he didn't say anything after that. Nothing, nothing after, after that after left that. his lips. Yep. No. So remember, every human being has value to what they bring to the table. Especially. <laughs> no. <laughs> especially Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so much fun, Jan. Maybe our next. Get it. Maybe we should do it. An artist episode where we talk about Kanye's albums next. <laughs> Dude, yes. That would be so on topic. Everyone would love that. Oh my Anyways, god. Anyways, sorry to everyone I just offended, but I'm not sorry. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> Have a happy new year. We'll see you uh, when we see you. Uh... Keep it real. Yeah. Or else. <laughs> no. All right. Ah! <laughs> oh. It's actually kind of scary. I know. <laughs> That's like, why I did it. It's like a whale. Whale sounds. Even looks like <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode of the Podwood Forecast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like for us to give you a shout-out on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And also feel free to look in the show notes for links to our social media at Twitter and Facebook. And as always, stay beautiful, and thanks for listening. Bye.